Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over the Bitch, you got coronavirus. Why, in case, in terms of making change, since it seems intractable at the national level why don't we go to gun shop owners and say do you think that this 21 year old who comes in and wants an ar-15 style weapon do you think that he looks like he's going hunting with this weapon did you ask him um by the way do you ever think that people are chasing you do you ever hear voices saying that people are coming for you do they ever ask questions like that? Because this guy, it sounds like, according to his family, would have answered yes. I mean, how onerous would it be to have a gun shop owner just say, by the way, are you hearing voices? Do you ever hear anybody? Do you think people are chasing you? Do you think everybody's watching you? I mean, it would have weeded out, possibly, this guy. I doubt it. I'll be honest with you. Retarded. The short answer is, in our society, we don't demand of gun shops that they ask those questions. We have a perspective in America that there is a right to buy a weapon, absent some compelling and obvious circumstances, and uh, gun shops don't ask those questions. And it's it's very, very painful. You are fake news. I thought this was America! Very fake news. What the... Who the fuck made this shit up? This makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, barely functional. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. But, miraculously, still on the air. This is the Matt and Blonde Show, despite the forces of an Idaho windstorm. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always. Idaho windstorm or not. My wonderful co-host, Blonde, welcome. Hi. Wow, I can't believe this happened. Truly. Uh, My power went out at 5.58. Yeah. Yeah. We, it was, uh, <laughs> we were all set to go, waiting for the clock to strike, to strike seven mountain time. And then Blonde's power goes out, and then you head over to uh, your parents' house, who, who have power. And uh, so shout out to Blonde's parents for making the show possible tonight. And thank you I guys. I can hear them watching with the seven second delay. <laughs> thank you, guys. Yeah, we'll know the joke was funny. And we'll know the <laughs> joke landed when we hear laughter 20 seconds later. Yeah, really. Uh, shout out to Blonde's parents for making the show happen. We appreciate that. Um, and you're fresh back from a trip. So I can't wait to get all the uh, travel stories of masks and other uh, other things you might protest, I suppose. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, of course, Despite the odds, and as I would mention any other week, uh, because we have a totally different technical setup, technical issues may arise. For instance, Blonde can't see our clips tonight, so that's going to be a bummer because we have some 
in particular, a hoax hate that I, I really wanted to share. Uh, but you have seen it at least. So anyway, bear with some of the duct tape tonight. We'll get through it. Uh, and plenty of news to discuss. Of course, two teen girls attempt to well they didn't attempt to carjack an uber eats driver i guess they did it they did carjack the uber eats driver but in the process of trying to stop them uh or the driver trying to stop them these two girls drive off with the man still hanging under the car and then they crash the car and they kill him in the process of doing this and it's all on video messed up man tough old pakistani bastard though he's like get out of my car this is my car (laughs) it's it was a valiant effort to the end my god but uh You know, one thing is clear as day. This is just another episode of uh, anti-Asian hate on behalf of uh, the system of white supremacy. Or if you believe CNN's reporting, it was an accident gone wrong. It it was an attempted carjacking turned fatal accident. That's what this was. Never mind the murder charges these girls are facing, apparently. Plus, the Boulder shooter already disappearing. For a news for a week that you were away from our, our Skype chat, I didn't want to bother you with the news of the week, but I thought it was hilarious that this guy shoots. Not that he sh- it was hilarious that he shot the store. Careful with my language. Terrible shooting. But images of the shooter come out. Oh, t- oh t- look at white guy strikes again. Yeah. White guy with an AR-15. By the next day, Syrian alleged 21 year old. No, there's no way that's true. We'll get to that. But. But there's a lot of um, because because it turns out it was a Syrian Muslim behind this. The interest and the curiosity on the part of the news media is going to disappear very quickly. We leverage it for gun control and we move on. But there's a lot of important details in this story. And of course, the only conclusion is we need that gun control. Now, the very type of gun control that should have prevented drug addicted Hunter Biden from buying a gun to lose it in a dumpster while banging his dead brother's ex-wife, his dead brother's widow. The gun control did not stop the Boulder shooter, and it, it definitely didn't stop Hunter Biden. What a surprise. Meanwhile, Joe had his first press conference. I don't want to spend a bunch of time on it because it's exactly what you'd expect. It's hardly coherent ramblings and a whole bunch of extremist leftist policy in between. Also, clown noses, actual clown noses for coronavirus. They're close. They're coming. <laughs> Great news story this week. And a couple of hoax hate stories to close, including this is why I'm bummed that we can't listen to this together, at least for the moment. Some of the best sound bites since okay. I think uh, so much hate in your heart. Here's a sample of a couple of the quotes from this hoax hate. Go back to where you came from. OK. And. Get out from America. Get out from America. <laughs> <laughs> so to the extent that we remain online. We will go through all that and we'll check in with Super Chats on YouTube, Tippy Stream, Trovo and DLive in between topics. Of course, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. Uh, we I guess the Super Chat policy of taking chats until 1130 Eastern. I have no idea where that stands to the extent we're over a half hour late. Sorry. We will evaluate as we progress. I will say uh, if you have chats that you want read, get them in early and that will uh, that will help us out. Appreciate you guys. Uh, it's going to be all this and more on, uh, on your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That is MattChristensenMedia.com. One of the many things we have featured over on the website is, uh, of course, the merch store that's up and running. If you want to grab a T-shirt or a mug or a cap or a sticker or whatever you want, that's all up there. In addition, of course, we have uh, excellent offers from our friendly listener-owned businesses. Of course, this week's feature business is a big supporter of the show, and that's our friends over at Charity Swipes. 
If you own or manage a business, you got to speak to Charity Swipes. They're a credit card processor just like Square and PayPal, but with lower fees, which means you keep more money in your pockets where it belongs. They have solutions for all types of businesses from retail to restaurants to e-commerce. So no matter what kind of business you have, they have a program to meet your needs. Not only does Charity Swipes help businesses save on their credit card processing, but they're all about giving back to the community as well. As their name suggests, they give 30% of their annual profit to charities like Make-A-Wish, Wounded Warriors Project, and the Gary Sinise Foundation. So simply by working with Charity Swipes, you're supporting nonprofits across the country. You can get started with Charity Swipes today and receive a free card reader as well as a free setup and free training. You can view all the details of their offer over at CharitySwipes.com MC. Every sign-up greatly supports our show as well. So if you own a business, do yourself and us a favor and go check them out at CharitySwipes.com MC. You can find everything you need from Charity Swipes, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, Hero Soap Company, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. We had some great moments in listener in the world of listener meetups this week, too. Did you catch some of the photos? Oh, yeah. This, why did I sound like I'm from Fargo? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You betcha. Yeah. Oh, no. This was this first one was shocking because there are like four minorities here that we have not yet pissed off. <laughs> Look okay. at that. Take on each. Pick out one. And <laughs> okay. No, I know. Isn't, Clearly, isn't we've them, gone too easy on Indians. Isn't Let's, one of them Smegma Bukaki? I thought. I don't know. Uh. Yeah, I guess, I suppose. Yeah, you're going to have to, you're going to have to get. Is Smegma Bukaki an Indian guy? I thought he was. Maybe I'm mistaken. Really? I thought so. Anyway, this is, this is the Melbourne made up. Melbourne, I want to pronounce it incorrect, Australian pronunciation and dialect. And uh, I was told by the organizer, they picked out this spot specifically because this restaurant was poorly reviewed for not enforcing masks or not having a mask policy. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so that's how they got away with it. That is excellent. And of course, the, the Melbourne group has been going for a long time and going strong. So we appreciate hearing from you guys and seeing from you guys. Oh, they're so um, normal looking. Yeah. A lot not, of good beards, too. Several good, some beards good beards to choose from. Yeah. Uh, New England, a good, a great meetup in New England. I'm told 18 people from six states. Plus, I believe I spy a Laurel up in front there. Really? I think so. Oh, yeah. Unless I'm mistaken. Unless it's a Laurel <laughs> doppelganger, that would be a Laurel. <laughs> so it's good to see that you guys uh, had a fun time. We appreciate that. And good beards in there too. All right. Uh, I am very happy to share news of an engagement, not just from the show, but from. The listener meetups. So Kevin tells me he went to a Boston meetup two years ago, and that's where he met his now fiance. He proposed. Aww. I'm not sure if it was last night or the night before, but he proposed this weekend, and uh, and she said yes. So how sweet! Congratulations! And uh, as we discussed last week, thank you guys all in the community for making this show a success. We're accomplishing meaningful things for a lot of people, so that's really cool to see. That's and congrats so cool. To you guys. If you guys have a baby, don't circumcise him. <laughs> so first things first. Okay. First things, congratulations. Don't circumcise your son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to find other listeners in your area, you can check out the community page on my website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash community. That is where all of this organization happens. 
Uh, I also wanted to announce that the Telegram group is live. I did announce that last week, but I wanted to uh, Jen Saki circle back on that one. Just so people are aware, it is linked in the description and it is linked on the website. The other reason I wanted to bring it up is because I, I received a very kind anonymous gift for the baby from uh, it was just it was it was anonymously sent, but it was signed the racist Spurgs in the Telegram chat. So if you're a racist Spurg in the Telegram chat, I just want to thank you for uh, that that kind gesture by mail. That's okay. very sweet. I don't really understand Telegram. I'm in the messaging app. The messaging app. Am I 400 years old? Okay, so I have Telegram Messenger, and I'm in in the group. But people keep telling me they can't find my page. I don't know what any of this means, and I need somebody to explain it to me because Skag can't because he's also. 55. I really don't understand Telegram. I've I. dabbled, but and I might I might go into the group. But if you want to chat with other listeners and uh, see the sort of memes that Blonde raves about, that's where you find them. That's all I know. Before we hop into news events, uh, tell me about the, this trip this week and if you had any. Okay, so first of all, uh, you didn't kill anybody. I take it. I didn't see any news of. Uh, I thought about it. Okay, so what um, happened? Okay, so I am going to. I'm flying from Spokane to Denver, and they take my passport. And they like look at my passport. Oh, that's right. I forgot about this. Yeah. Oh, it was so weird. And yeah. they look at me. They look at my passport, and then like they're they're trying to scan it, and this this TSA fat fucking bitch can't scan it. And then she's like, "Oh, they don't like something about your passport." And I start freaking out because I'm like, "Great, I'm some I'm on some domestic watch list. <laughs> like I've got my baby and everything like that." And I'm like, "Well." Am I flagged for something? Is my passport flagged? And she's like, it's not flagged, but I can't tell you anything further. And I was like, well, can I continue to travel domestically? And she's like, I can't tell you anything further. And then they let me go. How long is the delay between I can't tell you anything and you got on the plane? Or was there a delay? No, it was like it was like they let me through. But it was like she was behaving as though she had already said too much. What the Okay, so you're not on a no fly list, clearly. Right. It was like I was on a list. Um watch but do not detain and then when i came back from colorado from denver i had no problem weird okay and that was it isn't that weird yeah nothing um, happened did you deploy the eat your snack slowly trick on the plane for the mask stuff yeah um well i didn't wear my mask most of the time i didn't wear it in the airport um and you know i've got my mean sunglasses on so (laughs) for the most part people leave people leave me alone because i just walk around like i'm just jonesing for a confrontation with somebody i would love that it would make my day if i like i laughed in some woman's face because she had her two kids one of them was like three double masked and in a face shield (laughs) i just want to smack this bitch's mask off her face and be like i'm calling cps um (laughs) no i didn't get a lot of shit until i was on the flight back like in the denver airport i didn't wear my mask at all except for when i was going through security Mm -hmm. um on the flight back there was this black flight attendant and she was just on my balls the whole time. She like, probably cover up your saw nose, the flag. Cover up your nose. That's probably why. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, so, you know, I proceeded to think a lot of racist thoughts and not say them. Good and then, for you. I'm proud. I know. Yeah. No, I didn't say anything to her, but she was, she was really on our, our asses the whole time. And then, um, yeah, I just took my mask off and I had a lot of good conversations with people about how this is horse shit and this can't be helping. And I was talking to this lady who um, who came, well, he went to Florida because she thought it was going to be better there. And she was telling me like, it's exactly the same shit. Exactly hmm. the same shit. And then when I was in In-N-Out uh, in Colorado, they I was talking to this. in in Colorado now? Yeah, it's wow. amazing. Uh, but hmm. I had to wear a mask in there and for In-N-Out, I'll do it. Um, 
but there were these guys in front of me and we started talking about how this is all horse shit and everything. And, w- and one of the guys was like, I know what's up. I listened to Ben Shapiro. And I was like, brother, <laughs> like, like I'm a YouTuber, watch my YouTube channel, blah, 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 blah. And then one of them said, um, it's never been a better time to be a chick with pretty blue eyes and a janky grill, like, like fucked up teeth. Because you can wear a mask and just, just oh, fool people yeah. about your hotness. Okay. I thought that was really funny. Anyway, it just that. seems like people across Poor the country are, are fed up with this. And I like how in all of my stories, I'm able to work in how Ben Shapiro is an asshole. <laughs> um, those are pretty much all my stories. Yeah, well, I, I did. I did receive uh, one Twitter reply that said, hey, I noticed uh, Ben missed a show this week. And also Blonde is MIA. Could those be could those be uh, coincidental factors? Yeah, I don't events. hate him enough to kill him. <laughs> he I, came you know. back. He did come back. He did come back. That's a shame. All right. Well, um, speaking of things he might disavow, I don't know. I don't know how to link this, but I do want to hop into some uh, news events. This is a story <laughs> that's from uh, last month. <gasps> yeah. And I didn't see it until this week, but I have to show it because the job of, uh, of an on-air meteorologist is a tough one. I remember a couple of years ago, there was that nice man in Rochester who accidentally said Martin Luther Kuhn and they destroyed his life for it. Oftentimes meteorologists uh, end up with awkward, suggestive imagery or shapes in their forecasts that look hilarious. Sometimes you just misspeak. Sometimes you have a weird on air moment. Uh, Kansas City meteorologist Alina Lee apologized. This is in February after she participated in an inappropriate display I did make a mistake during our Catterday segment. I used a submitted photo of a cat with an inappropriate name. I don't want to use the name here, but I never intended to hurt or offend anyone by using that picture that was actually just given to me. I understand my mistake and I am deeply sorry. And in the future, I will absolutely be more diligent with this content to ensure it never happens again. Okay, so what what was her crime? Her crime was showing Kitler the cat for a Saturday segment. Here's Kitler the cat. 15 degrees below zero right now. So certainly this is kind of weather for the cats. So we've got our Saturday night forecast for you now where we are featuring Kitler here. Thanks to Debbie Alexander. And I think Kitler kind of looks like from And I love the cover too. I think Kitler kind of looks like Charlie Chaplin. That's what he, that's what <laughs> he looks like. Charlie Chaplin, Kitler, not like Hitler at all. Um, and I feel, I feel bad for Kitler too, because that, that wasn't an edit, edited photo of Kitler. That's Kitler's actual facial color. Yeah. So yeah, because of this, he was immediately euthanized. So probably in some circles, I'm sure he would be. We'll talk uh, more coronavirus later in the show, but uh, we've been told for months, by the experts that it's absolute nonsense that coronavirus came from a lab, not just a lab, but the lab, the virology lab in Wuhan, despite strong circumstantial evidence. Otherwise workers in the lab having the virus long before anybody else, the lab's immediate proximity to the original outbreak. The fact that the lab works on similar viruses regularly. And honestly, the best piece of evidence that the lab, uh, that the virus came from the lab is the fact that the experts say it didn't come from the lab. Generally Mm -hmm. speaking, whatever the experts say, the opposite is more likely true than not. So now uh, Robert Redfield, the CDC director under Trump, says he believes coronavirus escaped from that lab, citing cases, uh, those early cases from the lab that uh, were happening as early as September 2019. Now, Redfield says that is not implying any intentionality. It's my opinion, right? I'm a virologist. I've spent my life in virology. So he's almost there. 
because we have to get to the point where this was an intentional release by the Chinese Communist Party in cooperation with the Democrats because it served a mutual interest in taking out Donald Trump. I'm 100 yeah. percent there. And if he wants to take it once the step beyond that, the true expanded brain, as Blonde will tell you, is the whole thing is fake. Yeah, I go thing. there sometimes. The whole thing is fake. But I mean, one step down, I think that it's the the lab escape on accident on purpose thing. I, I was just ripping this on Wednesday whenever conspiracy theorists talk about the timing. Because any you can make a the timing theory with virtually anything. But the fact that it came out in perfect timing for the 2020 election after they had exhausted all their options with Robert Mueller and the impeachment, impeachment won over Ukraine... The timing of this was so perfect and it served so many mutual interests that I, I just can't overlook that. But well, anyway. I mean, that is when you're testing for causation, you always take into account temporality. I made a video about this. Hmm. So it has to if there is a suspicious timing, then that does lend to a theory of causation. It does. It matters. I'm more on board than not and give it a little bit more time and we'll probably find even more evidence to support such ideas. This is not real. This isn't happening. <laughs> well, hey, remember Jack Phillips, the Colorado cake baker who refused to bake a gay wedding cake and was sued, but he ultimately won an appeal at the Supreme Court? Now I do. It was an unsatisfying decision, that one. It was uh, technicalities that were unique to the, right. to the case. The Supreme Court wouldn't really say anything on whether you actually can refuse service based on just a right of association or a religious objection or anything like that. Um but he was back on Jack. Jack Phillips was back at trial on Monday. This is a new trial for a new lawsuit. This time he's being sued for refusing to bake a birthday cake for a transgender woman. I think if this is a female to male transgender person. The cake was to be blue on the outside, pink on the inside to symbolize and celebrate the gender transition is what the story says. Uh, like the prior case, Phillips is arguing not necessarily with serving a transgender person generally, but being compelled to create that message with which he does not agree that he says is an endorsement. I'm not going to celebrate a gender transition, but you're welcome to buy one of my cakes if you like. So when uh, Twitter bans you for talking about this case, remember private businesses can do whatever they want, unless it's in the case of a small town, Colorado baker, he must be forced to bake the cake. And to square potentially my own contradictions on this, I do want to emphasize strictly speaking and purely speaking, I think this guy has a right not to bake a cake for whatever reason he wants. I do think Twitter also has a right not to serve for whatever reason they want. I think it might be good or bad business or philosophical decision either way. But the biggest distinction I will draw and I, I want to emphasize is that Jack Phillips in Colorado is not going to the baker down the street and trying to block them from being served down there. Big tech yeah. coordinates all the time to boot people off in sequence uh, to coordinate, to make sure people are blacklisted and digitally assassinated. So there are complicating factors with big tech versus Jack Phillips, the, uh, the Colorado baker. Are these trannies just going to this specific cake shop for the purpose of testing this guy? Oh yeah. It's hundred percent harassment. Man, we should uh, get him a tank. Eh? <laughs> Pretty soon he'll be uh, watching. Uh, uh, what's what was the guy's name? Marvin. The uh, In tread. I can't remember. Yeah. I don't want to make any specific references in case Susan busts me up on that. But a man who once got very fed up with people's uh, harassment of him, so to speak, and went went a little uh, went a little overboard one day. Did he, though? Well, I don't know. It depends who you ask. <laughs> it was a hell of a run. 
Yeah, really. That would be a hilarious headline. Like, uh, cake baker runs over trannies and homos in gay pride parade with tank. There would be nothing. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that would be the least funny headline I've ever read. Seriously. I wouldn't laugh at all. God. Uh, Okay, uh, how do I transition to the... Hey, speaking of vehicular homicide. That's <laughs> good. You know, that one just good. <laughs> marinate a little bit. Are you proud of yourself right yeah, now? Yeah, <laughs> tell me what the hell happened with uh, this accident gone wrong. Well, I had heard this. I had heard this story and I was like, oh, this was, you know, black male teenagers. It was actually shocking to me that, that it was girls. Hmm. Couldn't believe it. Okay. Anyway, these two little bitches... 13 and 15 and they look like they are 25 did you notice that i couldn't really get it i do have the video to play i have it censored so we won't get busted for it but uh i couldn't really get a lot of detail on them i couldn't hear the um when she was looking for her phone i didn't you told me that and i didn't yeah hear whenever audience. you're ready for the clip just let me know I, I do want to emphasize that she's more concerned with the phone than she is with the dude dead on his face on the concrete oh it's so bad um they assaulted allegedly although there's I like how this article allegedly assaulted a 66 year old Muhammad Anwar with a stun gun, stole his car, crashed his car. He was killed brutally in the incident. So it's a 13 year old from DC and a 15 year old from Fort Washington, Maryland. They won't release their names because they're juveniles. And I don't know, there's, there's a little bit of irony to the story. So he was a Pakistani immigrant who came to the United States to create a better life for him and his family. And then he gets uh, basically murdered by two black teenagers like how's that better life going for you You know some people are actually better off in pakistan like like this guy <laughs> ooh, ooh. okay <laughs> like this dude that gets carjacked and run over wouldn't have been better off in pakistan well there are, aren't a lot of fates worse than the one he suffered that point is taken yeah. for sure I mean, he probably was like oh america i'm going to get rich and blah blah, blah. how long is he drive been here Uber. do we know a long time okay yeah well, uh, here is what the scene looked like to the extent that I can show you. Let's pull up the clip. No, this is my car. So he's saying, no, no my car. They take off. Oh my God, look at this dog. She's stealing their car. Okay, so then this, the, the camera, the person with the camera, you can't actually see the crash, but they run up to the scene. And again, as he gets closer to the girls, it's, it's tough to hear, but you can hear it. One of them is more concerned. Where's my phone? My phone was in the car. I can't find my phone. And I have to blur out the guy who's face down dead on the concrete. Yikes. These girls stole the car. They stole the car. They stole the car. These girls. Who else will? Step back from the car. I'm going to need everybody to step back from the car. My phone was in there. My phone was in there. Was in there. Everybody, I need you to step back from the scene. Oh my God. Okay. Is it over? Yeah. Um, people in the live chat are saying he's been here for 14 years. Okay. And so he's driving for Uber Eats. I'm not familiar with exactly what led up to the carjacking. I don't know if he left his car running. I don't know how that what all... What led up to it? Uh, fatherlessness? <laughs> well, law, the long game that led up to it. But I mean immediately. Like, what exactly happened such that they gained control of his car in that way? I'm not 100% clear. Their crack-addicted but... teenage mother? Uh, no? there, were, there were many factors. Although, as we'll get to in a moment, the D.C. mayor says don't create the circumstances for that to happen there are many this was a week mm -hmm. of absolutely record-setting terrible tweets that he was, was in his car though 
was he in it and they ripped him out? Is that how it happened? Well, when I when I watched the clip, which I can't watch now, but he was in the back seat somehow. So I guess oh, okay. they like they use the stun gun. I might be wrong about this. Use the stun gun to pull him out of the I front see. seat. Then the camera was rolling and he was able to open the back and then like ride on it. Gotcha. Like well, that would be what you can see on video. But of course, what you can see on video doesn't always tell the true story for that. You need the journalists at CNN. Yeah. CNN's main account tweeted yesterday, uh, quote, police say the girls 13 and 15 assaulted an Uber Eats driver with a taser while carjacking him, which led to an accident in which he was fatally injured. Okay. Mm. That one was appropriately ratioed. And, you know, maybe maybe they want to be careful with how they talk about teens who kill people. <laughs> yeah, really. Just compare the, the characterizations of this incident to what they write about Kyle Rittenhouse. Kenosha shooting suspect faces more homicide charges. So one case is much more clearly based on the video, more likely to be a, a, a flat out murder case. Than the other. Yet they take the one that's much less clearly a murder case on the video to the extent that he was defending himself with precision. Only those people who attacked him. And they're so happy to draw that kid as a murderer. Totally. And the Capitol riots, too. How are they going to tell me that somebody that used bear mace in the vicinity of Sicknick and then he dies a day later of a stroke or something that they won't release? Yeah. How are they going to tell me that they're responsible for his death? But these bitches that killed this dude are not responsible for this. Well, they, they, it was a, a ho- it was a, it wasn't a homicide. It was a vehicular manslaughter. And it, it sounds like they've both got felony murder charges. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they're going to be out by the time they're 18. Well, we'll see how that goes. That's the, that's the debate on Twitter too. You want these girls tried as adults or should, should we all just forgive and forget and remember that we were kids once. I remember when I, uh, got a little heated with a Pakistani immigrant and drove off in his car and killed him. Who hasn't really, you know, uh, oh, so so he came six years ago in his late fifties. Hmm. I don't know. People are saying I'm victim blaming, blaming, but why are we taking a late fifties Pakistani cab driver as an immigrant? Why we need Uber Eats drivers? Well, obviously he's the victim in this situation. He, he, yeah. In no, in no way does he deserve what happened to him. Or did I'm he, just saying yeah. that if he were still in Pakistan, this wouldn't have happened. <laughs> he should have thought ahead. I know. It's not so great in America. All God. Muhammad's out there. <laughs> you're really doing a PR campaign is what you're doing. You're trying to. Yeah. yeah you want to amplify this for. Yeah. <laughs> it's. Uh, yeah. Save I mean, this, the Pakistanis. Save them all. Uh, yeah, I suppose. It's my heart. I'm Speaking just of, such a good person. You, you want to talk about victim blaming. <laughs> I'll, I'll be as fair to Marie, uh, Muriel Bowser as I can. This tweet was not made with direct reference to what had happened but of course this story is going viral on twitter and the tweet that she put out obviously is tone deaf given that situation but it's also it it reads like don't want to get raped check what you're wearing that kind of stuff yeah (laughs) which normally I, i thought they were against Anyway, she tweets out earlier, uh, was this, this was this morning, uh, auto theft is a crime of opportunity. Follow these steps to reduce the risk of your vehicle becoming a target. Remember your motto, uh, hashtag protect your auto. That's what Muhammad should have done. He should have followed her tips. Number one, park in a safe spot. Obviously he didn't pick a safe spot. He was in a running car. Number two, lock your car. Did he forget that? Number three, keep track of your keys. Don't let them get tased away from you. Number four, 
never leave your engine running. And number five, stay alert. Mm. And definitely, definitely don't carry a gun of any kind with which to defend, <laughs> yeah. defend yourself. Not just DC law, which is notoriously anti-gun, but Uber itself. So I looked at Uber's policy. Uber prohibits riders and their guests, as well as driver and delivery partners from carrying firearms of any kind while using the app. What does that even mean? Like, can I request an Uber ride with a gun on me? What do you no. mean while using the app? What the hell are you talking about? Probably not. Failure to comply with this policy may lead, may lead to account deactivation. Hmm. So thanks Uber. We appreciate that. Um, so this guy in the video, he looks like he's, he saw these teenage girls and saw how young they were. And he's like, I'm just not taking this seriously. Cause he's probably seen some shit in Pakistan. I don't know. So I think if they were young boys, he would have been like, just steal my car. Oh, you think that's maybe he like he got into it too much and then he was along for the ride. And it's like, well, what do I do? Jump off a moving car or see if they'll actually slow down? Yeah, I mean, no. I shouldn't have to tell people this, but if somebody's trying to carjack you, you, you give him your car, you give it, give it to him. Like the police will find it and they'll get arrested and you won't get murdered. Probably. I think what you're saying is strictly from a you're saying that from a survival strategy perspective. It's not that yeah. he has a moral obligation to surrender his property. Of course not. Yeah. But, you know. Whatever you do in these situations to not get killed is the right decision. Um, I, 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 well, in this case, it probably he wouldn't be dead. That said, I don't blame somebody for defending his property. I won't do it. But he didn't have a gun and they had a well, stun gun. I know. So he what, is, what is he supposed to do? If you have a gun. <laughs> no, if you have a gun, then it's fine. But like yeah. these girls couldn't even drive. They immediately crashed the car. Well, and there's debate on that, too. If you watch the video, it looks like they're kind of intentionally trying to hit things to shake him from shake the car. Shake him from the car. Yeah. Sort of unclear. Uh, but it, it, it would appear that that's what they were trying to do. I mean... <sighs> based on their combined IQ of like maybe 130, I don't think they would have gotten very far. Uh, well, based on law enforcement in DC though, they might still be joyriding right now. <laughs> yeah. They'd be so filming and Louising it all the <laughs> way across the country. Yeah. Plus they probably had a car full of Uber eats. They, there's nothing but McDonald's <laughs> in there. They were ready to go to town. Okay. Uh, that's, uh, that's all I have on, on that. Did you have more to say about the, uh, the accidental murder? No. Okay. Well, let's talk uh, Boulder shooting a little bit because, um, well, actually, I, I wanted to use this opportunity. I so rarely get to play the sounder for the nothing to do with religion and peace terror attack of the week. Maybe this is it, but let's get into it properly. And now the nothing to do with the religion of peace terror attack of the week. Because if you believe the general reporting, it is actually the nothing to do with the religion of peace terror attack of the week. And to be fair, some of the facts are still pretty murky on this. And you're going to see a total lack of journalistic curiosity now that the now that we know he was a Syrian Muslim. He does not fit. <laughs> he doesn't fit that political narrative anymore. So we'll we'll stop the curiosity right there. Have you heard but, anything about this in the last two days? Maybe. Uh, no. The last I heard. Is that this guy, the claim is that he's mentally ill based on both his defense team and his family statements. There's nothing to see here. So the latest is that he had his first court appearance. This guy who shot up the Boulder grocery store, Ahmad. I guess it's Al-Issa. I don't, I don't know. It, I've seen his name stylized Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A. -S -S like it, I was yeah. like, that's a weird name. That sounds like a chick's name. Well, it's because it's kind of Americanized. Al-Issa, I believe. But anyway. He, this guy had his first court hearing on Thursday 
And his defense attorney immediately asked that he received a men, uh, receive a mental health evaluation before the case can proceed. His next hearing, according to this reporting from the AP, won't be for at least two months while his defense team evaluates his mental state. Uh, and um, his mental state might be compromised. I don't know. According to reports breaking this weekend, he was laughing the whole time while shooting up the store and laughing at police. That's what witnesses say. And that's what police radioing dispatch were saying. Um. Now, as far as the the firearm that he used, there are a few different angles of intrigue here. The firearm that he used is a little bit interesting uh, because it is, well, it's going to be interesting from a gun control perspective. So he used a Ruger uh, 5.56 AR-15 and a handgun that he had on him, although police say they don't believe that he ever fired the handgun. He bought this AR-15 at a gun shop six days before the attack. Let, let me phrase it as specifically as possible. He bought an AR-15 six days before the shooting. They believe that that was the AR-15 that was used. And it would stand to reason that it was, but unless he had more at home or something. Now, um, the the interesting thing about that gun is it was a Ruger AR-556 pistol that he bought on March 16th. And that is interesting. So it's not a it's not a rifle, legally speaking. And, to, and I, I know not everybody's into guns. So to explain what that means, because when someone says AR-556 pistol, you think, uh, oh, what was it like a Glock or a handgun that looks like an AR-15? the issue you were having with the rifle or with the gun you were building? Well, I so the one gun I was building is a registered short-barreled rifle. Let's get it straight, ATF listener and the FBI. See, it really is. I don't care if yeah. you kick down my door. I'll show you the paperwork. Yeah. Um, so short, if you want to have an AR-15 rifle, it's got to have a barrel longer than 16 inches for you to put a stock on it and have it be a full rifle. Okay. What this guy used is a short barreled AR-15. And what you see on the, the butt end of this is not actually a stock. It is what's called a pistol brace because it is technically designed to wrap around your arm in the way that you see on your screen ah. and be shot like a like you'd shoot a handgun. So this is a case of manufacturers of, of, of federal law banning short barreled rifles, or at least you have to register them and, and, and pay a, a tax and all that. So to get around that manufacturers go right up to the line. They design this thing that's technically supposed to go around your arm, but you could functionally, it works the same as a stock. And this has actually been a goal of the ATF for the last year or so. They've been uh, soliciting public input and providing some reasoning about how to regulate pistol braces the same through the same mechanisms with which they banned bump stocks. We think that functionally in the case of a bump stock, this is a machine gun in the case of a pistol brace. This is a short barreled rifle. We're just right. going to change what these things mean in the law by virtue of um, administrative policy, executive branch policy or a memo. And then your, your, your property is reclassified. We kick down your door. We snipe your dog to take it. So You'll see all kinds of reporting in here about, uh, oh, it was an AR pistol. It wasn't just a, an AR-15. It was a super-powered AR-15. It's like a it's like a Glock, but with superpowers. <laughs> That's what he had. Oh, my God. So you will see uh, potentially a push for pistol brace regulation on the back of this, which will be very interesting. Uh, and that's why that bump stock reasoning was so important. Now you ha yeah, you've set that precedent. I know that's that was just struck down on appeal uh, in the Sixth Circuit. So even that case is uh, getting hairy. But once we granted the premise that the ATF and the DOJ could just start changing definitions willy nilly because 
we think this is close enough to a machine gun or we think yeah. this is close enough to a rifle stock. That's the territory that we've entered. And regardless, does it really matter what piece of property or uh, what piece of plastic he had on the gun when he passed the background check to get the gun? Does it matter if he had a 16 inch barrel and a, a technical stock on it or whether he had a 10 inch barrel and a pistol brace on the end of it? The fact of the matter is this guy passed the background check, even though we've been told that background checks are the cure all that keep guns out of the hands of the wrong people. And even though this guy had potential serious issues, which we'll get to in a moment, his legal defense team is not offering any specifics about whether he's ever been diagnosed with a mental illness. I don't see any conclusive reporting that he has. So I'm going to assume he probably has not been, even though his family is saying, yeah, he's been crazy for a long time. So a, a CNN panel of absolute buffoons floats this genius idea. Hey, why don't we just require gun shops to, um, to ask a purchaser if they're mentally ill? Why don't we go to gun shop owners and say, do you think that this 21 year old who comes in and wants an AR 15 style weapon, do you think that he looks like he's going hunting with this weapon? Did you ask him, um, by the way, do you ever think that people are chasing you? Do you ever hear voices saying that people are coming for you? Do they ever ask questions like that? Because this guy, it sounds like, according to his family, would have answered yes. We don't demand of gun shops that they ask those questions. Uh, we have a perspective in America that there is a right to buy a weapon absent some compelling and obvious circumstances. And uh, gun shops don't ask those questions. It would have weeded out, possibly, this guy. Okay. Did you have a chance to listen to this before? Before the show? Yeah, I mean... They're just going to use this as a way to prevent people with anxiety or something stupid like that sure. from getting guns. You know what would really help? Hmm. Racial profiling. That would help. <laughs> well, this is this is what's odd is if you follow their reasoning, it's like you really should just be gun shop discretion. If you want to say like, I don't know, that Syrian dude looks a little <laughs> sketchy. That's that's what you're advocating is just pure whim, subjective judgment about the person. As that's to not what racial profiling is, though. Well. You are making a judgment about the person with incomplete information. You're assigning group data to the individual is what you'd be doing. In that uh, case. Syrian. <laughs> I, uh, I, this was the policy that we proposed after the Orlando shooting. You want gun control? The policy is called Nomar. <laughs> no Omars get any guns. <laughs> yeah, okay. I like it. I uh, but okay. So, seriously speaking. Uh, uh, we have this perception in this country that uh, you have a you have a right to a gun absent a compelling need. It's not a perception. It is the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution. And this guy is a former police chief in Colorado who swore an oath to uphold that document. The hell are you talking about? Perception. It's right there in the text, you jackass. And then, of course, does this guy look like he's going to go out hunting? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Hunting is not the reason for the Second Amendment. Hunting is not the reason you buy every single gun. There are perfectly legitimate reasons to buy guns besides hunting. I don't hunt. I buy lots of guns. Never committed a crime. Do everything legally. Okay. And then the just the stupid the idea that if someone is mentally ill and has intent to mass murder, that they'll just volunteer that information if if requested. They'll clearly just lie. <laughs> Which uh I don't know that this guy lied because, again, his mental health history is a little bit unclear. But the note, the the implication that gun stores don't ask about mental health is just wrong per federal law. And yeah. 
all these people, again, the, the talking points from David Hogg, like it's easier to buy an AR-15 in this country than it is to vote. These are from people who've never purchased a firearm. Go to a store, buy a gun. You're going to have to fill out a series of questions. One of them is, have you ever been adjudicated as mentally defective or have you ever been committed to a mental institution? I don't know if he had been or not, but he, he checked no on that box and he passed a background check. That The questions they're wanting asked were asked, not just by gun store shop discretion, but by federal law requirement. I do not know how he passed a background check because he had multiple priors. Yeah. So tell me about that. I was very interested in his, um, in his background story to the extent that they reported he's a 21 year old Syrian. Okay. This guy must've been one of those 35 year olds, a teen Syrian refugees. He has male pattern baldness. I mean, he, maybe he aged as poorly as like Haley Joel Osmond or something, but that guy is not (laughs) 21. There's There's no no way. Freaking way. There's no way. Yeah. So, Uh, He went to high school from 2015 and graduated in 2018. And in high school, everybody was scared of him. And he was on the wrestling team. And like uh, some kid said something to him and he just beat the absolute shit out of him. And he like walked over to him when they were sitting in class, cold cocked him and then like kicked him in the head a bunch. And he was never prosecuted for that. Apparently he was, he He was was convicted of misdemeanor assault in 2018. Misdemeanor assault. Okay. Yeah. I guess that was when he was a minor. He probably got it expunged. And then I, I'm, I'm being led to believe that he had multiple priors because local police would not say if they had had any complaints about him recently. And they just deferred the question to the FBI. They're like, talk to the FBI about this. They just wouldn't answer any questions about it, which leads me to believe that like there was some sort of violent charge, even if it was a misdemeanor post 2018. So I do not know how somebody with a misdemeanor assault charge got got a firearm three years later. You wouldn't be a prohibited person for a misdemeanor assault charge, misdemeanor domestic assault. You would, but you can just kick the crap out of somebody and that's not going to show up enough. If you're a felon, you're a prohibited person. Um. So oh, he yeah, must- of course, of course, you would have to be convicted of a felony. So, yeah, so this wouldn't have even mattered. But wouldn't that still come up on a background check? Uh, but it wouldn't prevent the sale. You can have misdemeanor in your record. It wouldn't prevent the sale. What misdemeanor assault plus Muslim does not equal <laughs> barred from owning plus a firearm? liar. OK, the most unbelievable thing is that this guy was wrestling on a high school wrestling team inside <laughs> of three years ago. Are you kidding yeah. me? That's not yeah, a yeah, thing. Yeah. What are we so, talking about? I got. I got uh, fooled by a Snopes article today. I felt it was a lot of shame. So I was looking into when he came to the United States and the Snopes article, um, because people are saying that he came under Obama era policies and the Snopes article was like mostly false. And then it says CNN and the Washington Post said that he um, was born in Syria in 99 and came to the US in 2002. And so I like clicked on the link that where there was supposed to be that evidence from CNN or Washington Post. And it links to a Daily Beast article where it says says um where is this quote from his facebook group oh, i can't find it oh i don't know i didn't see it um is it which article oh, well, is here it? It is. i could try to find it on a now deleted facebook page he described himself as born in syria in 99 and came to the u.s in I 22 bet. born in 99 yeah so yeah. so all of these people are taking this information from his claim on his yes. facebook page yeah I haven't seen anything from, you know, immigration or from the government or anything like that. Anything official. I wouldn't believe this guy was born in 1989, let alone 1999. That guy's for, he's 40. I probably. Mean, probably. Yeah. I don't know. I am um, kind of believing these claims of schizophrenia. Oh, yeah. It so seems- what does his family say? His family says he's a lunatic or something. 
Yeah, they said, uh, and his classmates also said that uh, he was really quick to anger and he was very, very paranoid and thought he was always being chased and stuff like that, being watched and chased. Um, And then his family corroborated that. I mean, if somebody in my family had gone on a mass murdering spree, my inclination would be like, uh, they've always been crazy, you know? (laughs) So they they are incentivized to lie about this, but it seems corroborated between between other sources. So, and then laughing during a mass shooting, that is kind of something an insane person would do. Could be. Yeah. Uh, whatever the, regardless of how accurate it is, that will be the explanation going forward. Nothing to see here. Insane man. Uh, moving on, but give us all your guns. Yeah. There was a, uh, another sub story in this particular episode that I thought was really hilarious. Uh, did you catch all the blue check journalists reacting on Monday? Oh, there it is. Another white guy, another white guy with an AR 15. You know, you always know how it goes with them. So one of them is actually, uh, was, was fired from her job at, uh, at USA today. So this is USA today's race and inclusion editor, which, uh, why is that a thing? I don't know if they eliminated the job entirely or if they just got rid of her in that job, but this is Hamel Javeri. She replied to a deadspin journalist on Monday and that deadspin journalist, it's kind of small on your screen, but you can see it. Um, the deadspin journalist wrote quote, extremely tired of people's lives, depending on whether a white man with an AR 15 is having a good day or not. Now that itself is a dishonest characterization. Cause that's a reference. That's a callback to the police press conference in Atlanta where the, 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 spokesman for the police department was quoting the Atlanta shooter about what he had said that I had a very bad day because I was pissed off about these sex salons or whatever they quoted him. And then the rest of the dishonest blue checks on Twitter clipped it out of context to say, to, to portray the cop as though he was justifying the shooter having a bad day. So yeah, just that aside, like it starts off, not only is it wrong about the facts, but it's a dishonest characterization callback to a prior shooting. So this Hamal Javeri, however you pronounce her name i'm sure i'm pronouncing it in a racist way and that's a that's a given uh she replies it's always an angry white man always oh she spelled muslim wrong (laughs) now that tweet was rightly mocked and uh, by the end of the week she was fired she wrote in this post on medium Uh, She announced the firing in this post on Medium, but she's still doubling down. She says, quote, I was responding to the fact that mass shooters are most likely to be white men. Now, that's no more true than most men in America are white. If you actually look at the data, strictly speaking, but stripped of context, it's not an incorrect statement, but most. okay, so 54.5 percent of mass shooters, according to this analysis on reason, uh, and this goes back. 1982 to 2001 so a pretty solid sample 54 percent 55 percent are white but of course the uh, white uh people are 63 percent of the population so that's actually under representation there are a lot of other groups that are overrepresented in that yeah. in that sample so it's it's correct but it's only correct insofar as most of the things done in this country are done by white people because most of the people are white people Right. And we shouldn't even be counting uh, in terms of mass shooters. Let's talk. Let's let's talk about the aggregate number of firearm deaths. This is why they have to get really crafty. They've settled on four, I think, because four is the threshold where you can eliminate a lot of gang violence that kills like two or three people. And they, they, they cut it in a way that they can get the most white guys that they can. They really really get surgical in their data. That's totally arbitrary. Yeah, 
That's what they've totally picked, arbitrary. though. And you know that's why they've picked it. It's because it gives the yeah, most favorable yeah. racial breakdown that they want. And then they don't have to talk about drive-by shootings. <laughs> no, that, and that's what they want to. That's what they want to eliminate. Yeah. And so she wrote that. She also wrote. Um, she also blamed the alt right for coming after her with a picture of a Dave Rubin tweet. Like when I think alt right, I think Dave Rubin, the leader of yeah, the alt right. Really? Yeah. So she's a homosexual Jewish men are coming for you. <laughs> so and, and then she says, uh, I, yeah, I invoked the anger of alt right Twitter with a picture of Dave Rubin. OK. And then she down here, she says. This is not about bias and keeping personal opinions off of Twitter. It's about challenging whiteness and being punished for it. But okay, challenge whiteness all you want. We can call that opinion dumb or not, but really this is this is about factual inaccuracy. And granted, I I'm I'm often critical about firings of people for having dumb opinions. And I'll generally yeah. stick up for the rights of people to have dumb opinions. But in this case, this is her actual job too. Like your job is factually uh, is, is is accurately reporting facts. You didn't do that. It's not just your opinion is dumb. You're bad at your job and you were let go for being bad at your job. So I'm not sympathetic for that reason. The other reason I'm not sympathetic is that we have evidence of her as recently as last week talking about how it wasn't unjust to fire Alexi McCammond, who was that uh, young black woman who was just let go as the teen Vogue editor to be because she tweeted the N word 10 years ago. So Hamel Javeri had no sympathy for that girl. And now she gets fired a week later. And suddenly this is the biggest injustice of our time. Uh, yeah, these people should totally get fired for this one because it's hilarious. I don't have to be consistent in my principles. Um, <laughs> and two, because they, they, they encourage people to get canceled all the time for arbitrary reasons. So if they have to live by the sword, die by the sword, I don't care. I don't, I'm not like, Ooh, her job, but because this isn't fair, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't know how satisfied you are in your current line of work, but if you want to be the race and inclusion editor at USA Today, I, I hear they have an opening if you want to apply. I would be so good at that job. S send them this show. Yeah. <laughs> this particular episode okay and then again in the competition for worst tweet of the week so you got you got cnn you got muriel bowser you got uh the usa today race and inclusion editor here's michael moore in closing thought on the syrian shooter boulder shooter guy uh he tweeted this a picture of the the statue of liberty the life of ahmad al aliwi Alyssa. Shows that people can come from all over the world and truly assimilate into our beloved American culture. The idea being that he assimilated as a mass shooter, that being the hallmark of American society. Yeah, because Syria is super safe and everything's fine there. Nothing bad has ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> Why did he come here from from Syria if it's just mass shootings? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and... Uh, if you believe this, Michael Moore, if you believe this was a country that's just perpetual violence and the threat of violence, like, why the hell do you live here? You're a man of means. I know you love the Cuban healthcare system. Why don't you go there? Why don't you, is it coronavirus that keeps him here? Maybe can't you can't travel abroad? Unbelievable. Uh, how's his gender transition going? I should check. He does look like an old lesbian, obese, <laughs> skexy. Yeah. He looks like Bill Gates if Bill Gates gained 700 pounds. Kind of. Yeah, I guess I do see the similarity. Interesting. You know who I had the weirdest lookalike realization the other day? We were scrolling through, I can't remember, something on the TV. You remember Matt LeBlanc from Friends? Yeah. He and Joe Rogan look so similar. It freaks me out. Like old Matt LeBlanc from Friends. Look at him now and look at Joe Rogan. I'm telling you, you'll see it. It's weird. Old 
old Matt yeah. LeBlanc. Present day Matt LeBlanc and Joe we talk Rogan. About the important stuff on this. Yeah. Uh, no, this guy looks nothing like Joe Rogan. Dude, what are you talking the side about? And do the side by side. You'll see it. Maybe He's it's so like, much better looking than Joe maybe Rogan. Maybe it was the specific angle. I'm telling you, they could be brothers. Anyway, we're due <laughs> for a break. I guess so. Let me uh, open up the treasure chest over on D-Line. I'm glad to see that we are live on D-Line. We didn't have, among the many malfunctions tonight, we didn't have that one. Sit can't by believe I lost that. power. When is it going to go back on? Sucks. Are you good over there? Uh, let's let me check uh, D Live and Trovo. Let's see. Um, we got uh, Chubby Stubby Gift and Subs. That is appreciated. El Vicero casting a spell. Appreciate it. Looks like we are good there. Oh, Chubby Stubby with uh, I don't even know what to call them on Trovo. You know, just thanks for supporting the show. That's all I'm going to say about Trovo. I don't know what these spells and these animated gifts are and all this. Appreciate it, you guys. Um, Hey, Viva Fry's in the chat. Hey. Oh, is he? Well, uh, he thanks for stopping by. It's kind of a weird stream tonight because it almost didn't happen because the power's out at Blonde's house. But sorry. Appreciate you stopping by and hope you guys had a good stream tonight as well. Um, um over on D Live, just one uh Spud Ruckus. You don't get to con oh no, wait, this is old. Never mind. Uh yeah, we're set on D Live. Thank you guys. Daniel Kunkel says COVID insanity continues apace. My workplace is handing out a $200 incentive to get jabbed in the arm with the vax. I call it a bribe though. $200 might buy a few boxes of ammo. I still said no. Good for you. That is a wo woefully low price. Did you see the Krispy Kreme bribe this week? Yeah. Some big fatties memed out. Now. <laughs> I'm confused. I saw different reports. Is it one free donut for the vaccine or is it donuts? I saw a report that said every day for a year. That can't oh. be true, though. That's what that'd be way too costly. I think it's one free donut. Okay. Um, Doc Bailey sticks pointed out that we no longer have a free press, given the absolute lack of accountability and the limp questions thrown at the former VP. I agree. Things can't get better without seeking the truth. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, freedom of speech and the Constitution and all these things. Uh, they're so 2019. They're not going to save us from any of the stuff that's coming. I mean, the only way they save uh, they save us is if we have a commitment to them. And of course, we uh, we don't largely. Of course not. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that conversation we had where you were like, "Would you call the Bible a useless document if society wasn't adhering to it in a Christian society?" I've been thinking about that a lot hmm. lately, and I, th I think I stand by my answer. Hmm. Yeah, I think it would mean nothing if nobody was reading it, no one was adhering to it, and. Yeah. No, the, the truths, the truths remain true regardless of whether someone reads it or regardless no, of whether you're it's right about that. Yeah. But in terms of upholding a uh, central sense of morality in a society, like, no. Yeah, you're talking, would it be effective? Would it be doing work? Yeah, of yeah. course. not. I don't think the Constitution is doing work right now, but it's our job to do the work. But it failed also to uh protect us in the long term in any meaningful sense i think we failed it but this is the debate that we're going to have forever you got the police officer guy in colorado saying why do people have a perception that you have a right to arm yourself i don't know because of the document you swore an oath to you son of a bitch yeah that's why like, yeah, how yeah. do you protect there's nothing you could write on a piece of paper that that guy is going to uphold because he has no his oath means nothing to him his loyalty means nothing to him because he lacks a moral core though and isn't sure. that a yeah a failing of his soul, his spirituality, his, his lack of religion. Isn't that could the, be the fundamental He's, failing? It could be intertwined. Yeah. 
Um, that's the famous, uh, was it, was it Adams? Our constitution is meant for a moral and religious people. A hundred percent. And that's just true for anybody who, who wants to succeed in self-governance. Uh, you need to be able to self-govern, which yeah. means, uh, not acting like a total jackass and a totally irresponsible person who needs a government caretaker at all times. Uh, yeah, totally. I mean, this, it was supposed to be upheld by people of high moral character and high IQs. And instead we let in the whole third world and we're like, well, isn't this working anymore? Ooh. It's had its problems, but the, uh, the <laughs> yes. Uzbek food trucks never forget. Mm, yeah. I love eating meat with my hands. Mm. <laughs> uh, Mount Hood says, hate crime, probably in full view uh, in Atlanta. Is that what he means? Hate crime concerns motive which lies and mind of the perp, not mind of the public. Hate crime designation serves only to perpetuate victimhood. It has no other purpose. Did I read this correctly? No, I think Am what he's I getting at is that there were... There were several reports and hot takes this week that said, or the week prior about the Atlanta shooter, doesn't matter if he admits a hate motive or not. We as society get to assign it. We get to get oh, okay. inside of his head and decide if he was racially hateful or not. I think he was just really fed up with 60-year-old Korean ladies giving him hand jobs. Sounds like, like it. Why can't I just find a white teenager? And then he's <laughs> like, I'll kill them all. Maybe it was racially motivated. I don't yeah. know. Two of them were white, though. Yeah, and a Hispanic guy was injured. I'm unclear if he was shot or if he was just injured in the chaos. Black Magic, shout out to the New England group for the hangout yesterday. Big ups to Bethany W. for doing so much of the work. It was nice to have so many far-right extremists practicing <laughs> socialism, distancing IRL. Yeah, yeah, it's really lovely to see the the hangouts. Um, it makes me feel hopeful for like yeah, two seconds great. before I plunge back into uh, the depths of despair. I bought PN says a little something to help Blonde pay her electric bill. Good luck. You know, that's not going to help me because, because it's the it's us and our neighbors and some other people or something. We it can must do. have just been like a tree tipped right next to your house or something. I don't know. I mean, when mm. the power went out last time, my mom, who lives down the street, my parents live down the street from me, their power was back on really quickly. And um, mine was out for like several days more. So I, I don't really know what's going yeah. on here. A uh, no note from Pep. Ovid said, learned uh, 22 LR pistols existed from this show. One thing leads to another. And I mm. filed for my firearms ID card and pistol permit Good. this morning. You guys are making a man out of me. Awesome. I, I'm glad to hear that. I used to scoff at 22 handguns because it's like, well, what's the point? That's just a stupid toy. That's like a BB gun plus. Yeah, but that is the point. Uh, back in the day when you could shoot them affordably and you could really develop your skill set, it's it's one of the best guns I ever bought because it turned me from a terrible handgun shooter into a borderline competent handgun shooter. So I, I'm glad to hear it, man. That's very cool. Now, if you can find the ammo, good luck. Although I have seen I have seen some 22. There's some 22 for sale around town here. It's about 25 cents around. Back in the day, it used to sell for like four to five cents around. Oh, really? Yeah. Yikes. Can you even kill somebody with that? A 22? Yeah. A little known fact. It's more about placement than anything, obviously. But do you remember Cho at Virginia Tech, the Virginia yeah. Tech shooter? Yeah. He used one of his one of his guns was a 22. And I know he used both guns. He killed like 40 people. And one of the guns he used was a 22. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't know that he killed 40 people with a 22. But he had several guns. Yeah. And one of them was a 22. Hmm. I don't know anything about guns. Uh, das Pooch says, with all the talk of loving homesteading and self-sufficient living, how does she not at least have a natural gas backup generator installed for her house? <laughs> <laughs> Exposed. That's a good question. Terrible press. I know. Um, I will not always be living at the property that I am living at right now. I didn't, I didn't want to say anything in your absence, but the topic came up on Wednesday, and all I could say to people was, the prospect of the compound is 
more realistic than you think. That's all I could say. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, nothing is happening on that front. Pep says, Blonde, I was watching some of your old videos today. Would you say you were more blackpilled now or two years ago when you published America? Is it worth saving? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's no longer a question in my mind. I'm, I'm like, oh, well, I guess uh, it's been a good run. It's, it's over. It's, it's over. 23 degrees. Captain Underpants has been canceled for so-called passive racism. I guess maybe the brown streaks and the tidy whities were symbolic. <laughs> I forgot about that character. I don't know that I ever, uh, I was never into that. That was not a thing for me. 2A education. Get ready for the gun control yo's from former vice president. Uh, keep your dog safe and fight like hell for the 2A. I got more ATF talk coming up in a moment with Hunter Biden's dumpster gun. Um, but yeah, it sounds like Biden is set on executive orders too. So yeah. Okay. Go for it. Try it. Let's see. Um, IB99 Gamer says, you were trying to be Jordan, but Blonde Pillar is trying to make you Pablo. I've been with you since Narber. When, Nicole Arbor. That was a long time ago. That was 2015. 2014, maybe. Two weeks ago, you lost me with government versus private business as though Facebook, Twitter, Amazon is mandatory. Get me back by not being Pablo. Be Anselmo. Read FWT. BT spike. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Here's, what, here's what you can do. You can start your own YouTube channel and put your opinions on them. That's, that's what you can do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is the implication that like, I, I must please you personally. You don't have to agree with everything I say or my reasoning. What did you say about government v private business? You've been annoyingly consistent on and that. I've been relu- very reluctant to apply government force to social media though. God, man, it's uh it's getting tougher and tougher, but I, yeah, I don't know. What, what do you want me to say uh, here? Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I say what I believe to be true and it's up to you to decide if you agree or not. But, uh, I don't take, I don't take uh, pressure from someone who threatens to threatens that I've lost them. If I don't say what I'm, what I'm told to say, move along if you don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and also do you really have to have uniform, you know, ideologies with somebody that you're just listening to on YouTube. You're not married to this person. Who cares? Uh, Paul Borberly, Borberly, Borberly for duct tape. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we need more. We do. Uh, let's just do one more right now. Downskated. I'm very happy to be wearing a mask. I had to shave my beard to visit my dying grandma with COVID. And now oh, she's no. getting better after family visits. And I look too baby faced now. So happily masking my face. I'll accept that as a, as a reason for, t- for taking the mask. complication. I, I'm sorry to hear about your grandma and I hope she does well. I, I hope the family is, is doing well too. And I can say I've seen, uh, at least over the internet, I've seen downskated beard and it's pretty good. I can vouch for it. That was a mm-hmm. solid beard that is a casualty in all of this. So was it worth it? I, I hope yes. he would say yes. I assume so. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's just grab a couple on Tippy Stream and then we'll hop back into the news. Uh, let's see. Where did we leave off? Here we go. Uh, Dan DeMan says, uh, hey, guys, I have an idea to start a podcast of my own and I've been looking for equipment for it. I've been very disappointed to find that nearly all audio equipment is made in China and only high end stuff is available available from the States. Uh, big sad. I do know. Uh, send me an email. I don't know. Because uh, I, too, try to avoid Chinese products if I can. These mics, I believe, are an, an Australian product, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, so I won't pretend that I don't have any products from China. I know I do. But send me an email and I might be able to help you out. Uh, Bo Cephas says, uh, Matt, I must bring your attention to Marcus the Golden One. 
the uh the glorious lion the pale orc the the primarch of his fair maiden have given glorious birth to a young princess oh the golden one had a child and is that is that true? he had another child i don't know the monarch of steel has named her astrid oh this was brought up on wednesday the name astrid and I, I'm, I'm i'm not i'm not big on that one but it does kind of sound like astrid i didn't the, the golden one was referenced on wednesday too so Wait, wait, the golden one had an, I thought he just had a baby. I don't know. I know that you like were before this a few months yeah, ago. Yeah, I know that you were, or you're more in tune with the golden one. I don't know much about him. Oh, he's great. I'm so pleased that he's having a lot of kids. If this is his second, that's fantastic. I think it was because I think the first one was, must have been a boy. Hmm. Ugh, I, I, I actually don't know. Phil says, uh, careful here, Susan, our elites force people like the Boulder Shooter into our countries by force and then have the gall to try to disarm us when one of their pets starts killing. If we are serious, if we are a serious country, uh, reparation of refugees, um, we would give refugees reparations for the damage that we've done to them. That's, I, that's a great idea. We should, we should sign the boulder shooter a check. I agree, Phil, you're a hundred percent right. Yep, totally. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. Just your standard RWDS says every true Coloradan, should know how to lay cement, weld a quarter inch of steel and drive a bulldozer. Those are just life. Those are, that's just practical life advice. Everyone should really have that skill set. All right. Phil said, Phil has one more for now. Um, I'm tired of being told that I'm supposed to care when teens have accidents in DC and kill other people in DC. Sand. Uh, (laughs) camel do you ever do you ever have you ever uh gone jogging on the beach like in the sand i have it's very difficult actually i it's tough on the joints it's a lot of uh, wasted energy because the sand kind of compresses anyway Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh there there was another uh murder of a 12 year old girl as part of a gang initiation uh we shouldn't have to uh, we should all learn to get along and and settle our differences that's what that sounded heavily abridged <laughs> phil is in a very kumbaya mood tonight uh i appreciate it phil i'm doing the best i can here cut me some slack okay i'm gonna mark where we left off and come back to it because i want to get back into the news because what, what, what do we have oh no i don't i thought we were at hunter's gun we're at uh Aren't we? Or, well, we are at hunter's gun cool i thought we were going into um joe's press conference which i don't Ugh. care about but i feel like i have to talk about okay good because i do want to talk about hunter's gun Wait, when did this happen hunter's uh dumpster gun yeah this is 2018 oh okay so okay. the dumpster gun incident although the reporting is current so on the topic of gun control failures like the uh, boulder shooter guy um that gun control failures have been a part of hunter biden's legendary crime escapades or at least degeneracy escapades however you want to characterize it on thursday politico reported that hunter and the wife of his brother so I, I had to read this, they, the, the way they phrase this, um, Joe Biden's son, Hunter and daughter-in-law Hallie were involved in a bizarre incident. I had to read through that because I didn't understand the, what the relationship between the two was. Let me clarify. Uh, Hunter Biden and his dead brother's widow who became fuck buddies were hanging out being fuck buddies. Banging in the back <laughs> of a car. Something smoking to that crack. Effect. Yeah. Yes. So Hunter and widowed, uh, and Bo's widow, Hallie, were involved in this situation where Hallie threw Hunter's gun in the trash behind a grocery store and returned later to find it gone. 
So there are a couple different angles here. One is the the law enforcement angle. The other is what actually happened that led to this. So Delaware police investigated uh, this incident, this trash can behind uh, behind a, a grocery store, and they learned that uh, they learned that the the grocery store and the trash can were across the street from a high school. So they became very concerned. So Hallie loses the gun. Reports it to the police. Police go looking for the gun. They can't find it. Oh, the last known location of the gun was across from a high school. We're kind of concerned about that. Let's go track down where this gun might have been. So the investigation goes to the store where Hunter bought the gun. And the transfer records show that Hunter responded no to the question on the transaction record that we just saw. Um, Are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance? Now, of course, five years earlier, Hunter had been discharged dishonorably from the Navy Reserve after testing testing positive for cocaine. And that's just a little bit of Hunter's known past drug use. Family members have spoken about his history of drug use. Uh, In fact, per the reporting, Per other reporting and a 29 interview with in the New Yorker, Hunter said he began dating Hallie, his brother's widow, not because they had some major bonding over the loss of their brother, but because, quote, he was recovering from a week long crack binge in Los Angeles. That's what led them together. Of course, lying on the form, which it appears Hunter Biden did, because there's plenty of evidence to suggest that he was an unlawful user of drugs and therefore a prohibited person. That would be a felony. But, of course, prosecution for that uh, did not happen. Now, as far as how the dumpster or how the gun got into the dumpster, Hunter's truck was parked outside of Hallie's house. This, again, during the period of time in which Hunter is banging his brother's widow in one of the most bizarre family arrangements that nobody ever talks about. Hallie. (laughs) So his truck's outside the house. Hallie searched through Hunter's pickup truck parked at her home in Wilmington because of unspecified suspicions she had, according to the Delaware State Police report. Hunter later told police it wasn't because she was worried. It wasn't because she was worried about drugs. It's because she was worried Hunter was going to kill himself. That's what Hunter says. So she Mm. takes she finds a 38 revolver in the truck. She takes it out of the truck. She takes the, the gun to Jansen's Market. This is the nearby grocery store where the Biden shop. And she tosses the gun wrapped in a black shopping bag into the trash bin outside the store. Hunter returns home and demands that she goes and gets his gun back. So Hallie goes back to the grocery store to get it, but it was gone. So she then reported it to to the store and the store contacted the police days later. Apparently an older man who regularly rummages through the grocery store's trash looking for recyclable items found the gun and he returned the gun the incident did not result in charges or arrests. Now to bring it back to what we were discussing earlier, just to emphasize the family who is now lecturing you and going to continue to lecture you and indeed cram down gun control executive orders on you and try to disarm you. Yeah. Not only breaks the law in getting guns for themselves, but disposes of them in the most irresponsible ways possible. And when they do that, they're above the law and they face no charges, not locally for creating a a public hazard, not federally for lying on the firearm transactions form. uh, None of this. So you want to talk about gun control. Explain why your son is totally exempt from the laws that are already on the books. That would be a great starting point. Now, here's another problem, because we're 
again, background checks are coming into the universal background checks. They'll prevent guys like the boulder shooter from getting guns. They'll prevent, uh, didn't prevent Hunter from getting a gun, obviously, even though he shouldn't have, but it's tempting to think in this situation that, Oh, that's just the the fact that Hunter wasn't prosecuted is because he's got that Biden above the law privilege. And I'm sure there is some of that. I'm not saying that's a non-factor, but when you look at the actual data in terms of who's prosecuted for lying on firearm transactions forms, it's, almost non-existent. So there's a report in USA today that looked at data from 29 States in 2017 for the whole year. There were 12 prosecutions for providing false information on a firearms transaction record, AKA the form you fill out when you get a background check, when you buy a gun, how many such transactions were there in 2017? 8.6 million. And we prosecuted 12 people. The ATF and the FBI flat out cannot keep you safe, period. They don't have that capacity, even if they're doing their best, um, which they aren't. They're letting guys like Hunter Biden <laughs> yeah. go. And remember a few weeks ago, uh, the, AT, uh, I, the ATF, their their Twitter account, I've, I had thought prior was a troll account. <laughs> because remember, they tweeted out a Waco memorial and one of the most yeah. tone deaf tweets ever. Mm-hmm. This one they tweeted out on, what was this, Tuesday? Happy National Puppy Day. Learn more about how our canines are trained to detect explosives, accelerants, and firearms. They got a whole graphic. The federal agency most famous in memes for shooting dogs in the face yeah, is wishing you a happy National Puppy Day. And I was joking with some friends. Man, I can't believe they didn't wish Vicki Weaver a happy Women's Day a few weeks ago. And I was pointing, they did actually put out a... Happy Women's Day tweet, but they didn't oh, mention no. Vicki Weaver. I thought they'd put her yeah. right there in the crosshairs. Yeah, really. Wish you could be here, Vicki. Real bummer. Do they have some millennial chick on PR? I don't know, but they have a whole professional graphic design. What the hell? Okay, 12 prosecutions for fraudulent gun buys, and you have yeah. people doing dog graphics to post <laughs> on Twitter? What the? Okay. Uh not only I am glad to see that the the trolling was returned to the ATF. Do you have that link handy? I, I want you to be able to you, you said you didn't see this. So I want you to be able to listen to it in uh, yeah. roughly similar timing. But go it's ahead. The and, intern question. right? Yeah, the intern question. Click that. So okay. I don't know exactly what the context is here. But I gather this was circulating on Twitter this week. The ATF is having some kind of Zoom call. Uh, for the purpose of recruiting people for jobs or internships. And some guy named Mike. Hunt, want to be very careful with the pronunciation, good old Mike Hunt asks a question about getting an internship with the ATF. Hi, I've got a quick question about the uh, hiring process. Okay. So whenever whenever I'm, uh, so say down the road, whenever I decide to apply to to the ATF for an internship or something, am I required to not know the Second Amendment or do I, or am I trained to ignore it? Um, uh, everyone, as, as always, any requirements for internships or employment will be uh, listed on the job announcement. <laughs> okay. It, it appears legit. The guy answering that question is, in fact, the ATF division chief for Baltimore and D.C. and a longtime veteran of the agency. Oh, man. So good for him. Whoever you are, Mike, uh, well played. Okay. 
I, I put it off as long as I can. I got to talk Joe Biden's press conference because it was oh, the this f- windstorm has saved me from rewatching all these terrible clips. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's first first press conference for legitimately elected most popular president ever. Joe Biden, clearly mentally competent and sharp as ever. Joe Biden. I'm not going to spend a ton of time breaking down everything that happened, but there were a few highlights that I, I must acknowledge. Uh, so let's go through them quickly. You've seen all of these. But I'll describe them as we go. Uh, first, Joe was asked about um, Georgia's uh, election reform that they just passed. And he had what I gather. I think this was a prepared zinger. I don't know. It didn't quite land. But he he said it's so racist in Georgia. It makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. This makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. I mean, this is gigantic what they're trying to do. And it cannot be sustained. So I guess the idea is that if Jim Crow was an even bigger racist bird, he would be Jim Eagle. It made for a lot of good memes this week. I I think that's... I really had to think about it, though. I was like, what is that even... Oh. He delivered the line like it was prepared. And we know he had a whole list of uh, talking points and scripts from which he was reading at, at points. And he had a whole picture guide of all the reporters he was supposed to ask in sequence so this this was heavily organized Uh, jim eagle is what we guess is what we get i guess um now joe was asked a few times about his views on the filibuster which he also said was a jim crow relic big day for jim crow he got a lot of shout outs at this press conference and he said joe said if he can't get things done filibuster reform has to be on the table and if there's anyone who knows how to get things done, it's Joe, particularly if those things are um, uh, an early afternoon nap, I suppose. Ooh. He just fell apart on this so one. So the best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. I'm, we're going to get a lot done. We're going to get a lot done. I, I'm sure Joe Biden will be behind it. And then Joe was asked when we get to see all the kids in cages at the border. And some of those pictures did circulate this week. You had Project Veritas publishing some of those photos. There were some other uh, photos circulating as well, claiming to show the inside of, of these facilities on the border. And a lot of kids huddled up in super spreader events uh, in cage-like facilities with uh, what looked like tinfoil blankets, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's worse than El Salvador. You hear that? Yeah. Well, and you never know. You finally get in and all of a sudden you're riding on the hood of your car, you know, <laughs> it's down the streets of D.C. And it's like, why did I bother? I was just looking for a better life. That's all. <laughs> OK. Uh, Joe was so Joe was asked repeatedly, hey, when can we look at those kids in cages? And Joe answered very clearly that is going to happen at an unspecified future date. Just you wait and see. Will you commit to allowing journalists to have access to the facilities that are overcrowded moving forward? I will commit when my plan very shortly is underway to let you have access to not just them, but to other facilities as well. Will you commit to transparency on this issue? I will commit to transparency. And as soon as I am in a position to be able to implement what we're doing right now. Just to be clear, how soon will that be, Mr. President? I don't know. To be clear, I don't know, to be clear, but it's going to be very soon and very rapid and very transparent at an unspecified future date. Hmm. And of course, despite all the non answers and the mental lapses and 
again, despite literally reading off a card and taking reporter questions based on a uh, photo guided list with their faces. Um, but we're told by our journalist class that this is the professionalism and the change and the right. refresher that we've all been waiting for. How many times do we need to say the guy's not the guy's not all there? Uh, you can watch it yourself. We don't need to be lied to anymore about this. But there was a, a, a little bit more of a well, there was another event this week for Joe Biden that I think was was pretty interesting, but got a lot less play. And that was his equal pay day festivities. Oh, my God. Are we still talking about the wage gap? I can't believe it. I, you know, I can't do this anymore. We've been doing this for a decade. If you didn't know what equal pay day is, that's the day that's supposed to designate when women finally start earning money because that's like 77% of the year from here on out. We're like 23% of the way through the year. So the rest of the days women actually earn is the concept, I guess. To your point, if you actually need a, a debunk on the wage gap, there's like a six-year-old Steven Crowder video or a Christina Hoff Summers video. TLDR, men and women make different choices and that's okay. Uh, there's all the reason in the world to believe that men earn more than women because of choices in education and career field and job participation or not staying home, taking care of the kids, all that sort of stuff. There's every reason to believe it's not discrimination. Number one, because that's been federally illegal for 50 years. Yeah. So if you can do you can demonstrate it. You got a great federal lawsuit on your hands. Take that one to court. So Joe, all of that is sort of secondary. The, the bigger quote from Joe, that's arguably even more nonsensical. Joe takes the podium. He's pandering not just to the equal pay nonsense, but he he says the absolute nonsense that there's nothing a man can do that a woman can't do at least as well or better. I've told my daughters, granddaughters from the time they were old enough to understand what I was saying. And I mean it. There's not a single thing a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. Not a single thing. Uh, would you like to take a stab at some things men can do better than women? Uh, lift anything. Okay. Drive. Uh, die pointlessly in foreign wars. Okay. Those what good, else do I have? Good ones. Um, impregnate a woman, ejaculate, get an erection, all of those things. <laughs> okay. My list was uh, dunk a basketball. Oh, yeah. A 40-yard yeah. dash. Yeah. Okay. A straight-up fist fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But And all of that, I was thinking, too, there are plenty of intellectual areas, too. There's spatial reasoning. There's general STEM fields. These are all areas in which men and women have generally different performance. And I don't, again, I don't say this with scorn. There are so many things that women can do better than men, like the opposite of what you're saying. Have a baby. Nurture yeah. that child. Feed yeah. that child from nothing but your boob. That's incredible. I can't do that. There are lots of things women you can, can do. You can chest feed your baby. <laughs> okay. You can. Yeah, well, maybe I'll give it a shot uh, in a You'll few months. You'll have to take breaks during the show. I'm just so while tired you of this bullshit that it's a superiority inferiority thing. There's so many things. I can't I can't wait for that kid because I know the things that, that the kid's mom and I will provide will be different but complementary and equally necessary. It's not that mom is better or worse than me. It's that we provide different things to the to the team. You know what's annoying about this and exhausting? Uh, I can't believe we're still having this conversation and it's like we're never going to stop having this conversation. Don't you feel like as a society, we haven't gotten anywhere? We've I'm been doing you. the same show for five years I'm now. I'm telling you, five there years. is a guy out there who's like, oh, I've never I've never heard this. Uh, I've never heard this 
wage gap challenge before. I'm going to have to look into the. He's out there. We have an there. audience of 4,000 people right now. Not one of them are unaware he's of in the, the wage chat. gap. So he's and in no, the chat. There's no way. There's type nobody it, like that anymore. Type it in there. Oh, Get this though. If you haven't been annoyed enough already, because I, I agree, I don't want to go down a wage gap debate necessarily. But you know who does? Megan Rapino, the U.S. women's soccer player who takes the podium and, and, and whines about how oppressed she is on equal pay day. I'm a member of the LGBTQ community with pink hair. I'm also a professional athlete. I've helped, along with all of my teammates, win four World Cup championships and four Olympic gold medals for the United States. And despite those wins... I've been devalued, I've been disrespected, and dismissed because I am a woman. And I've been told that I don't deserve any more than less because I am a woman. You see, despite all the wins, I'm still paid less than men who do the same job that I do. Do you know why we don't make as much money as Joe Rogan? Because his podcast is more popular? No, because there's a woman on this show. <laughs> maybe i gotta cut the dead weight and cash into a hundred million dollars yeah, really yeah it's so preposterous nobody wants to watch women's sports because they're boring unless you're a gymnast or a figure skater your sport doesn't matter to your point about this being long settled and dead news i thought this was a fresh headline from the babylon b in response to this no it's from june 2019 but it's still relevant <laughs> babylon b headline pay gap between men's and women's <laughs> teams reveals shocking truth that people are paid to play soccer i know i can't believe it yeah, yeah. put megan rapino on the field with the men's players you tell me that she's doing the same job she's not in the same doesn't way matter why is anybody watching sports anymore? Society's about to collapse and we're like, oh, I got to watch my favorite, you know, sports ball event. I almost said episode of sports ball. That shows how much I know. Escapism. Um, it's needed. Yeah. This is just bread and circuses is nonsense. I don't know why anybody's entertaining any of this anymore, especially not lesbian soccer. God. Well, you notice she had to fit in. I'm a member of the LGBTQ community. Yeah, I know you have to be extra special on a special day. Congratulations. Hey, look at my pink hair. I'm yeah. a lesbian. It's like, yeah, we know you play <laughs> soccer. Like what, what do you, what else do you need Get to know? Get to the cliffside drive already. We're waiting. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and take five of your teammates with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Into something that's a little more fresh, a little newer. Um, as I said at the top of the show for a long time, we have been joking that soon, Fauci will tell you to wear actual clown noses because no one with a clown yeah. nose will has has been known to contract coronavirus. Half the country will do it. Fauci will come out and say and say walk around with a thumb up your ass. It really prevents coronavirus. Half the country will do it. No problem at all. We are about an inch away from the actual clown noses now. The arc to clown world is nearly complete. In Toronto, they are testing nose masks. So the idea is that you wear two masks. One on the outside is a full-size mask, and then you have a nose mask under. So if you go to a restaurant or you're otherwise eating or drinking, you lift up the big mask, and then you leave on your nose mask while you eat. This is the scene from this uh, Toronto experimentation. It's a, a new type of face covering designed for when you eat or drink. And with outdoor dining opening here in Toronto and in Peel, maybe we should invest in the nose mask erica researchers in mexico have invented a new nose look at that a nose mask and so it lets you take off your regular mask when you eat but still covers your nose and of course COVID 19 is a respiratory disease it spreads via air droplets and it can get in via your nose so they're thinking this could help uh, if you're out eating your thoughts 
I mean, this is the next step, but this is comical. Anything that comes out of the coronavirus that's going to make people laugh or have a visceral reaction is probably good. Uh, I suppose. I, <laughs> I, I guess at this point, I don't understand if eating is so dangerous that you'd have to cover your nose. Why, why are we eating in public? At, like, why, why do this? Why not just inject food? Like into like a hospital style, just uh, just inject the food straight into you. You don't act, you don't actually eat it. What's the term I'm looking for? You know, when you're you have like a liquid diet in the hospital because you can't eat. Uh, gavage feeding. I don't know. I don't. You get what I'm saying. Like if it's that dangerous that you have to wear a nasal mask, none of us should be doing this anyway. And how do we stop this nonsense? Well, either we start punching them in their nose masks, or we just start saying no uh, and refusing, as we've been talking about for a long time. I appreciated Ted Cruz refusing a reporter's question, this uh, a reporter's request this oh, week. Oh, this was such nonsense. He's such a pussy. I, I, I was so excited about this because everybody was talking about it, and then I watched it, and he was like, oh, but I'm immunized, and blah, 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 I do. I, I was, yeah. I, it's, it's, it's in the right direction, but it's not fully there. Here's the clip. Uh, yeah, when I'm talking to the TV camera, I'm not going to wear a mask, and all of us have been immunized, so uh, you're welcome to step away if you like. Now, to your to your point and to your question, if the premise is you're all immunized, so you don't have to wear masks, why the hell are all the other senators behind you wearing a mask still? Ted Cruz just said, "Well, I'm not going to wear a mask while I'm speaking," but again, yeah. if you are immune through vaccination or prior exposure you don't need to wear a mask period that it's better than caving, but we're still a ways off. No, no, this is absurd. He should have just been like, no, and you should leave you filthy reporter. (laughs) Probably have AIDS. Get out. You dirty, dirty smear merchant. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Yeah, Get out of here. An AIDS joke always improves every uh, response. I agree. Yeah. We're all immunized and we follow the CDC. Blah, blah, blah. What a bitch. (sighs) <sighs> all right it's well it's better it's better than complying can you at least say that no 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 credit no credit he I, did he did comply he got the vaccine i well i suppose and he's he, trying to reason with these people about following cdc standards fuck ted cruz fair all right fair i i don't know i give a break to beautiful ted but Ugh. i acknowledge the shortcomings here uh now um I will say, I, I think that maybe we're getting toward the tail end of, of mask hysteria. I don't know. Maybe this, maybe people will go further down this, but I think a lot of people are getting sick of it. And as people actually get immunized, either through the decision to get vac- vaccinated or through exposure to the virus, realize this, this doesn't um, serve any purpose anyway. But the question is what comes next? And we have long been speculating. Everybody's been speculating about what, what would a vaccine passport look like? And would that actually be attempted? Well, New York is official about it now. So New York uh, on Friday, still in office, by the way, still in office, governor Andrew Cuomo announced what's called the quote Excelsior pass. This is an app that will allow New Yorkers to prove their vaccination status or their recent history of a negative test in order to gain entry to events and businesses similar to mobile airline. Uh, according to the, uh, the release, it says quote similar to a mobile airline boarding pass. Individuals will be able to either print out their pass or store it on their smartphones using the Excelsior pass wallet app. Each pass will have a secure QR code with uh, which participating businesses and venues can scan 
using a companion app to verify proof of COVID-19 negative test results or proof of vaccination. An individual's data is kept secure and confidential at all times. I'm sure it is. It uses blockchain technology and other uh, encryption to keep your health data secure. I'm sure you can count on the government to do that for you. Major venues like Madison Square Garden in New York City and the Times Union Center in Albany will begin using the app next week. And on April 2nd, Excelsior Pass will expand to smaller arts, entertainment and event venues. Now, I'm unclear when I was reading this. Does this mean that the government is doing this by force or is the government facilitating businesses or venues that want to do this? Not that I endorse either. I'm just curious who's forcing what here. And it reads to me like this is by government force. Uh, they no, say, I don't think so. Well, here's here's what it said. You tell me how you interpret this. The app, which launched Friday, already works to prove vaccination status or negative test results and can be used to gain access to wedding receptions, which now require negative tests from attendees and other events above the social gathering limit. So that to me says Ooh, yeah. if you're above event. the number that the state of New York says, you can only have that event if you're screening people for proof of vaccination. In other words, we're going to create a second uh, a, a society of second class citizens who are forbidden from attending any sort of large normal event because they refuse to demonstrate their vaccination. Yeah, fine. We knew this was happening. Um, this surprises me none. Hmm. Um, I guess I'm just not going to do anything anymore until the walls close in on me and I have to uh, go live in the woods. So that's probably what's going to happen. I, I mean, this is this is preposterous. It sounds like there's a layer of government and then that's fortified by a layer of corporation enforcement. Yeah. And was it you who made this point to me last week or was it Wednesday? I can't remember because my what I would hope is obviously the the market forces will will force these businesses to say, listen, we have too many people refusing to come to Madison Square Garden for a basketball game. We need to fill the seats. This is bullshit. We're not doing it anymore. That in theory would work but of course what's happening struggling businesses like the airlines they're still going despite having half full or or less uh flights for the entire year why because failing businesses just get shoveled government cash so it, it is a it's a it's an insidious partnership in that way they they yeah they don't I'm, I'm face really, the market consequences for their decisions i'm really hoping that the vaccine is the hill that a lot of people will die on i think that there's a, a lot of people that are like all right i'll wear this fucking mask but once they get they have there's a forced vaccine, they're like, no, I will I will not do that. So uh, this might make men out of a lot of people. We'll see. The market for the forgeries is going to be hot too. If you're in the business of faking vaccine records, although digitally, I, I imagine digitally, that's, that's going to be, be much. Rough. But they said yeah. you could print it out. That seems to me like a loophole. If you can print it out, you could forge it. I mean, I so guess we'll I'm see. just never going to go to another concert again. I guess not. And it is tempting to laugh at uh, new. this is a bunch of New York nonsense, and I hope it will remain New York nonsense. But breaking today, the Biden administration is reportedly working to develop a vaccine passport that will allow Americans to travel and enter businesses that require proof of vaccination. So, again, read that. how you, That doesn't sound to me like the federal government would require it. But if every business is doing that and the federal government is facilitating and bailing them out for this idiocy. Yeah, I know. What's really the distinction Oh, I have something else I forgot to mention. Um, when I was on the plane, they were playing this audio recording that said, a removal of your mask or improper usage of your mask is a federal crime. <laughs> no, it's not. What? I know. And I was like, people were like, ooh, ooh, a, a federal crime. Mask. A federal crime. I'm it? like, 
Yeah, I, yeah. And, and they were saying like you can be criminally prosecuted for this. You can just be just like Hunter Biden. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I know, right? And so I'm like, you know, people actually don't understand that this is not a federal crime. The crime that this is being enforced by corporations. You cannot ever be let on another United flight or whatever. Yeah, but uh, there's no. I don't remember any federal law being there's passed. There's nothing new. I'm sure what they do is probably something where they say like any airline that doesn't uphold CDC recommendations is breaking the law, and the, therefore the CDC recommendations have teeth. Something like that. But there's no statute, as far as I'm aware, that says you will wear a mask on a plane. Yeah. It's just, it's it's just absolute insanity, and I, I could tell that people believe that, and they weren't really asking any questions. I don't know. My advice is, if you have to wear a mask somewhere, you have to go somewhere. You keep taking it off, and just keep making them tell you. Keep making that black they, stewardess tell you. <laughs> ever since you said that, like my policy is, you're going to make me wear the mask. I've adopted that. You know, I understand yeah. that some situations they get a little bit forceful, but ever since I've adopted that strategy, like I might have one on me in sketchier spots where they, I know they get a little testy about it. Yeah, but almost nobody's confronted me. It's greatly expanded the maskless world by making them confront you. It almost they don't never want happens. To, yeah. yeah, it almost never happens. Yeah, turn a stewardess's job into cleaning toilets and telling people to put their masks on. She'll quit. She'll quit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, l- lastly, uh, Rutgers University in New Jersey has also announced they're going to be the first school to require any students who want to attend in-person classes in the fall to show proof of vaccination. So expect more to follow on that. If you're a college student, uh, I don't know, probably I imagine like everything else from last year, no refunds. Yeah, I know we didn't really deliver on our promise to educate you in any kind of a meaningful or stimulating way, but no refunds. Sorry. We'll see how that goes. And uh, in some of the, the the worst cringe I've seen in a while, uh. <laughs> did I take it you saw this already? The uh, the Try Guys segment. Oh, it's so bad. So this is. This was the this is a little bit old, but it came to my attention on Twitter recently. I just had to play it in case people missed it. It's from January. The Try Guys hosted a a guest on their show. And this is how the guest was introduced. The Try Guys of um, BuzzFeed fame, of course. Guys, he's like going to jump on in like one minute. I know. He's almost <laughs> here. I have the participant window open and I, I get to allow him to enter. It's weird. I'm going to be smiling because I'm just excited to see him. But- Some nervous energy. He's a busy man. He's doing lots of uh, world saving. We were 45 minutes early. <laughs> okay, ready? I'm admitting him right now. Here we go. Hey, hey. Hi, hi guys. How you doing? Hi, Dr. Fauci. God. <laughs> it's just just seeing our entire country surrender our masculinity to this old jackass who tells us conflicting information every five seconds. You, you'll recall. Do you remember we, we talked about this? I remember we talked about this when it was a story back in 2017 when they, the try guys were still at Buzzfeed and they, they, they were testing their attractiveness and they all got their testosterone results. And by the way, the supposedly the only guy in the try guys who's gay is the Asian dude. And he's the one with the highest testosterone levels. And the others are supposedly totally normal straight guys. One of them's, I know at least one of them's a dad, the bottom right dude. How are all four of those guys, not homosexuals? I, 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 it's it it's baffling and 
to see this as not only the state of masculinity in this country, but a wildly popular state of masculinity. This interview with this segment with Dr. Fauci was back from January. I think it's like 65,000, 70,000 likes, something like insanely popular that all of these men are giddy with the idea of surrendering their fundamental rights to this expert who contradicts himself every five seconds. They're they're like it's it's like a bunch of little girls seeing the Beatles in the 60s. Or I know something they're like licking that. lollipops into uh, it's it's so crazy. It's like these four homosexual men are I cannot wait to lose their power to a short man, a short old Please, man. Take care of me. I need you. Yeah, really. This is Please the give me an anal swab. Maybe Joe Biden was onto something when he said there isn't a, a thing a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. The way we're headed, that will soon be true by the looks of this. These guys look like they call their 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 wives to the extent that they have them. They call their wives to kill that spider in the bathroom. You know what I mean? That, that's, they look like that. So anyway. Oh, it's so depressing. It is that time. Uh, God, I wish we could. I wish you could hear the hoax hate, but you did hear it earlier. Let's get yeah. into it. Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Well, we will get to the backward swastika in a minute. But first, in St. Paul, Minnesota, the Laotian father of a local news anchor claims he was dropping his grandson off at a school bus stop. When someone driving an SUV accosted him and in some of the, my favorite sound bites in a long time, told him to get out of this country and go back to where he came from. And then, uh, okay. I guess, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I guess drove away and escaped is the story. Uh, Staying on the sidewalk, waiting for the bus to arrive. Zong Tong Vang was dropping his five-year-old grandson off at a school bus stop in a neighborhood just east of Lake Phelan Friday morning when he said a woman driving this vehicle pulled up. She rolling her car closer to me. The thing that I remember exactly is she said to me is that we hate Asian people. Go we back to Asian where people. you came from, okay? <laughs> and get out from America. If you're not doing, we're going to kill you. And I said, oh, okay, you talk to me, right? And she said, yeah. Vang said when the woman pulled away. I've heard it like 10 <laughs> times. If you not do it, we're going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> kill you. <laughs> okay. So he, I want to emphasize too, as I play the rest of this, he, he sends pictures of the car that was harassing him allegedly to his daughter. Again, his daughter's an anchor at this local TV station. And he, he blurs out the license plate on Why? the phone. Why? Yeah. All right, here's the rest of the story. He followed her, taking these pictures as she pulled up to Asian guardians at other school bus stops. Another reminder of hate, the same week in which six Asian women were shot and killed in Atlanta. Maybe that was the, that was the main uh, trigger. It was the main trigger. This, so there was the Atlanta shooting, and then this person was just so inspired to go yell at Asians. Uh, that I guess that's what we're supposed to believe, but... Uh, you know how I know this is not not real. Why? Because I never hear any high tier Asians complaining. Like I've never heard this complaint from a Japanese person. No, you have uh, you have Nobita, you know, <laughs> yeah, fighting back. Why are you so violent? Yeah, I remember violent, uh, that yeah. classic. Yeah, I mean, uh, and then I dug into this guy, and his father was in government, and he's lived here his entire life, yet he still talks like that. And like his daughter is a news anchor. 
And then they're all COVID idiots. I'm like, no, this is one part of a story of somebody making something up because they feel like they're doing it for the a, a greater purpose. Well, it was it was definitely odd that he chose to follow the car, trailed the car, clearly could see the car, opted to blur out the license plate. Why? Who who was the one who did this? We don't get a description of the person in this uh, local NBC reporting. You do get it if you dig into some um, smaller scale local St. Paul reporting. It, it was shocker, just like many of the anti-Asian trends we've heard lately. If you believe the story, it was a, quote, young African lady who's oh, accused really? of doing this. That's what he says. He, Maybe uh, it is true. It hmm. may be. I don't know. Um, but th- this is what still bugs me about it is because it sounds to me the story is a little bit conflicting. And now that I listen to that news story again once more, maybe it's not totally conflicting, but it sounds a little inconsistent. So he first um, he's given different descriptions of, of, of how this happened. He tells this local St. Paul reporter that this woman drove by and he didn't even realize that she was directing her rage at him because there was no one else around. That's what he says. Then you go to the original original message he sent to his daughter who again is a an anchor at this local news station and he sends pictures of the car and uh again uh, for for somebody who's lived in the united states his entire life english is not a strong suit Uh, i'll read this as best i can this is a warning and be very careful because we are asian this morning the driver of this car drive around and yielded at every among uh parents so asian parents basically and students or Asian people to go back or get out of America. If not, we all will get killed. This is a totally racial or hate crime. We are, <laughs> we are not feel safe and need to wake up to defend our family. This, so what he's saying there is, I, I he, he tells mm. the local reporter, I, I was just standing there and I didn't even, I, I was by myself and she's yelling at me. Now he's saying to his daughter, well, he was, this person was yelling at every Asian person around. I guess the only way I could square that, which was sort of hinted at in the, the video story, was he followed her around while she was yelling at other Asians. But again, if you did that, how do you not have an ID on this person? If you did this for an ongoing period yeah. of time, you have photos, you have records, yet this person escaped? Why and how? Was she driving erratically? No report. Mm, that would let us know her race also it would depend on if there was a pakistani on the hood that would yeah was there a small (laughs) pakistani man wedged between her and the sidewalk with his stern finger going no it's my car it's my car (laughs) (laughs) get out of my car why are we laughing at this guy he's dead because it's all the whole all these stories are so preposterous that i have to even the boulder shooting i'm like oh people of boulder do you feel more culturally enriched now and they act, like, the, was the, it worth it? The city of Boulder had tried to ban AR-15s and it got struck down like a week before this happened. And these people yeah. legitimately believe, oh, if only that law was still on the books. Yes, I'm sure. The guy, by the way, drove 20 miles and underrated or underexplained or not explained piece of that story. He drove 20 miles to Boulder. He doesn't live right next to that grocery yeah. store. Why yeah. did he drive that far? And I don't the shop where he got the gun. I don't even know if it's in Boulder. Would it have been affected by that ban? But the point is, he drove a long way to get there. He could have yeah. got the gun no matter what. And he did. Yeah, it doesn't did. matter whether it had a pistol brace on it. It doesn't matter what shop he bought it at. He had the intent to kill people. He was going to achieve it. Uh, what matters more than all of this is that he was Syrian. Are we never going to learn our lesson? The, never. Here's, you you want to talk uh, the interesting angle that I see a lot of people discussing on uh, Twitter. 
Are we just going to ignore the fact that we just got done bombing Syria bombing like Syria. two weeks ago? Yeah. And then a Syrian guy does this. If he uh, ha- legitimately had no history of mental illness and that's all a farce, then you cannot tell me that that has nothing to do with the shooting. You can't. I don't know. He's he's coherent enough to post all kinds of um, progressive Anti-Trump politics and, on, yeah. t- on, on social media and uh, concerns about Islamophobia. You know, have I do I know that that's certainly linked to the shooting? I mean, I, it's linked to the person. Is that why he did the shooting? I don't know. But it, it's worthy of investigating and asking about and being curious about, I would think. Oh, my God, this is so preposterous. Moratorium on immigration. Why is this a controversial view? All well, right. Let's, did you let's, see let's go to the next one? Yes. <laughs> this, OK, so in, in Salem, South Dakota, this is a town of under 1500 people, by the way. One of three black guys who lives in the city says he is the victim of racist vandalism on his car. Never gets the rent. Salem, South Dakota man woke up this morning to find himself the target of a hate crime. Josh Gadsden is a car guy and he babies his 2016 Dodge Charger. But the vandalism he woke up to early in the morning wasn't just an attack on his prized property. I went outside to see what was written on there. And there was a swastika in my hood. There was the inward from the front of my car all the way to the back. And then on my rear left corner panel, there was a Confederate flag. Okay. Did you see his Confederate flag? Yeah. When I first saw this story, I thought, what the hell is that? Then they had to tell me it's a Confederate flag. Okay. Moving on. He was swastika not oriented typically. And has a weird extra tail on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not correct. It's backward and not correct. Anyway, all right, still a little bit left. Something else. It made me very upset. Um, But at the same time, it made me feel sad for the person that actually did it. Because who knows, they they might not know better. Gaston has lived in Salem for five years. And this isn't the first time he's been the subject of racism. There's times where I get you know, groups of people in a car and they'll drive by my house and, you know, flip me off or call me derogatory names. Does it make you want to leave, move away? Absolutely. I'm not going to let them win by trying to get me out of town. This is my home. I live here. And Gadsden says he is one of three black people in Salem, but one of them is the mayor of the town. (laughs) Did you catch that nugget? He's one of three black guys there. The, one of the other three is the mayor. That's how racist the <laughs> town is. Okay. You know, an underrated part of the virtue signal I don't I don't uh, mention very often. When they do this, these people always say, uh, they deliver a line, something to the effect of, I feel really bad for the person who did this because they're so terrible. They're so oh, awful. You're such a good person what a hero. to have sympathy I know. for this person that drove broken ass swastikas. This racist, it's a vowed racist. Yes. That doesn't know that a swastika is like an S and then oriented at 45 degrees to it properly. We're trying to train would-be hate crimers on the show and they, they just don't follow. Uh Okay, so given the swastika, which is again backwards and has a tail just hanging out, the alleged Confederate flag, uh, they blurred out the N word in this photo. I'm not convinced he did the N word right. I need proof that, that it's got the two G's. I can see the R, but I need to see the full thing to know that he did if it. If you're a black person that can't spell that word, I, I don't, I don't, I can't help you. I can't help you. Here's another question that is probably bait for you and bait for Susan. 
it's a, it's anecdotal, but another trend I, I seem to notice. Um, this is this is an interracial couple. We just had that one from Oregon a couple weeks ago where the guy was like barely black. Is this yeah. uh is this like a thirst for validation thing? Is that what is this? Why are, I again this is anecdotal. I don't know the stats, but I just I seem to notice that a lot of the time it's an interracial couple thing where this happens. Okay, the woman is trying to validate her life decisions. So she's convincing the husband that or the boyfriend that they should do this because it'll be better for the broader minority community. So it's a way for her to like flog herself for what she sees as her own inherent racism, her internalized racism. It's a weird, deep psychological analysis. Right. It's the same reason that she'll do butt stuff with him. (laughs) 100%. You can guarantee that's true. That's the craziest armchair psychology I've ever done in my life. But I'm probably right because, you know. And here's the mayor of the town. There's another news story I won't play. But if you want to check it out, Mayor Sean Ace English, one of three black guys in the town who's also this town is so racist. They won't tolerate a single black man with a nice car, but they will vote for a black guy to be the mayor. Okay. Last story. Uh. It's not this one's not a hoax, actually, but it's it's hoax hate adjacent. And it's just so funny. It's near your old neck of the woods, uh, Everett, Washington. And Andrew Ho, one of the uh, one of the great Asian names, Andrew Ho, H.O. He was uh, planning to open a restaurant in downtown Everett under the name The Soup Nazi Nazi Kitchen. The Soup Nazi Kitchen was the name of this restaurant scheduled to open by the end of March. You can see the sign there getting painted over because you can't use the word Nazi anymore. Why? Because uh, on Wednesday morning, so he had put up the sign late Tuesday afternoon. This is the sign with a kind of a Nazi looking woman with, uh, I guess, some sort of like stick or a whip or whatever and a, a spoon, a ladle. And she's very angry. And it's the Soup Nazi Kitchen. He puts that sign up on Tuesday. This is last Tuesday. And by Wednesday afternoon, or by Wednesday morning, I should say, someone had spray-painted vulgarities near the door and shot the windows out with a pellet gun. And so by Wednesday afternoon, Mr. Ho was convinced to take Nazi out of the coming restaurant's name. Oh, did I lose Blonde? Is her power gone? All right. Hold on. (laughs) We we might have lost her permanently. Stand by. Let me carry you through this story and then... uh, We'll see what's going on. Anyway, um, this is what Mr. Ho had to say about why he chose. He he said he says that he chose the name the Soup Nazi Kitchen, in part because it was a, a lockdown reference. Of course, it may, it reminds you of the the 1995 Seinfeld reference, and he also says he had a past business uh, called the Alive Juice Bar, and he was he was called the uh, the Juice Nazi at this business that closed in October. He also says it was a, a lockdown reference. That's why he did this. The Soup Nazi Kitchen reference is to just lockdown. I mean, I did also use the Soup Nazi Kitchen, you know, the, with a reference to it's meant to be provocative. So there's something to it there. Uh, it was a marketing play. Now, unfortunately for Mr. Ho, he also he's put $100,000 into his businesses. He also uh, apparently bought a uh, hundred red soup Nazi kitchen t-shirts. He was going to sell for 20 bucks a pop. He now has no plans to sell the soup Nazi kitchen t-shirts. Those would be uh, uh, quite a, quite a find if you could get your hands on one. If anyone's in Everett, Washington, and you can get me a soup Nazi kitchen t-shirt, uh, I'm interested. Anyway, I don't, uh, I, let me open up Skype. Um, 
God, the power just went out. <laughs> the power just went out at Blonde's parents' house, too. I'm going to Skype her. See if there's any way to get back on. Otherwise, you guys, you guys might just be dealing with me for a super chat read. Uh, stand by. But anyway, I guess that's not the worst timing in the world. Let me get my face off the screen double. It's not the worst timing in the world because um, because we uh, we do have chat, although, you know, it would have been nice to go through the chat with Blonde. But let me see where she left off. God, I don't even remember where she left off in the super chat. Let's see. This might take me a second. Stand by. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to need a soundtrack to get me through this one. Okay, I think I found it. I think I found it. I don't think Blonde's going to be coming back, guys. Um, she says, I'll come back. She So she says she doesn't really have an option because uh, obviously this was the backup. But she says she'll come, uh, she'll come back if the power comes back on. So stand by. I'll carry you through Super Chat regardless. And uh, appreciate it. <laughs> Here's what makes me a little suspicious about all this. Not that I'm suspicious of what happened with Blonde. But the fact that the power went out honestly five minutes before we we're supposed to go live. And the fact that the power goes out at her parents' house, like right when we're finishing up the stories of the night, uh, it, the timing, you know, the timing with any good conspiracy theory, the timing is always suspicious. Anyway, appreciate your patience guys. And sorry about the inconveniences. Uh, Kevin Broussard says regarding Matt's question from last week, Muhammad Ali was asked if he thought what he thought about Africa in 74 when we returned from Zaire to uh, or for, for rumble in the jungle and replied, I'm glad my granddaddy got on that boat. Okay. So that's what Muhammad Ali had said. Yeah, this was the, uh, this, we were talking last week about, uh, his answer to the question of even though slavery, uh, being an, being an awful thing and an immorality, obviously that uh, his point was that he, in a strange way had, had benefited because he lives in a fantastic country. That was the that was sort of the, the reference that we we're getting at. Eric uh, Burns Marsh says it doesn't matter that the show is barely functional. The important thing is that you have a woman co-host signed Jen. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, that's also why we uh, why we're discriminated against, though. Don't forget. Appreciate it. Level 99 Gamer says um, principled or hypocrite. Choose blonde chooses win. So already counted Matt. Um principled or hypocrite well it i guess it depends um obviously i'm going to try to be as principled as possible in pretty much every approach to everything i do because i think those principles uh are are built upon eternal truths and moral goods that said if you present a situation where you will be killed or otherwise sacrifice your rights by sticking to principle there's room for negotiation practicality uh, but if I'm not getting at the spirit of your question, send me an email. We can uh, discuss more. Kevin says, uh, actually, no, no. Thank you, Kevin. Tyler Hummel says, I got my Illinois concealed carry permit this week and Biden box. Time to nab an AR-15 and a CCL weapon. Any recommendations? Um, congrats on the gun buy. And especially in a state like Illinois, they certainly make it difficult for you. If you, if I was buying a concealed carry, uh, a, a gun to carry today, I don't think there's much of an argument uh, that the P-365 
and the Springfield Health, uh, Hellcat are pretty much the best carry pieces on the market, objectively, uh, in terms of what you get in concealability and capacity and even optics mountability. If you if you want that sort of thing, I would take a good, strong look at those. Um, and those are things that I'm considering in the future as well. I don't currently have either. And I know there's some strong opinions about which one is superior. If you have an opportunity to hit up a range and try them, just see which one feels better to you, conceals better to you, shoots better to you, and start there. Good luck and congrats. Boogeyman917 says, uh, I doubt it. Yeah, I, I, I still I don't have that sounder handy still. I don't know why the hell I would get rid of that one, but I guess I did. Otter's gonna ot uh, says confirmed I survived cancer, confirmed my lady is plump with twins, confirmed my weekend uh, my week can end properly with our favorite duo. Thanks for helping us get through this, guys. All our love. Gay, uh, indeed. And thank you. That's that's a lot of great news for you, man. Gay! And I'm glad to hear it. And we appreciate the support for the show. Thank you for that. Uh, Laurel says, when I flew out to see my boyfriend last week, I was, quote, randomly selected for additional search. Coincidence. So maybe they're really cracking down on the laurels and the blondes. I haven't flown since since uh, September and I didn't get any harsh treatment. But of course, I bet TSA, just like the hit piece, I'm going to be begging the TSA for harsh treatment. Uh, because everyone else gets it and they're so cool. Come on. You know, you want to put me on the no fly list. No, um, seriously speaking, I've only had the TSA's harshest treatment once, I think. And, uh, they do get in there. I can confirm they do really get in there and I would never wish for that again. Oh, blonde is back. You guys, let me, uh, see if I can, uh, admit entered the waiting room. Hold on. Oh, you're back. Yep. Wow. The, so I can't believe it. Did the power just come back on or what? It did. Okay. Well, uh, we're. I, oh, I'm just reading through some chats. Uh, Laurel says she was also randomly selected at the airport in a bizarre mm, way. Interesting. Yeah. Let me get the YouTube chat back up. What yeah, a I'll disaster just, of a show. God. Actually, all things considered, it went pretty well. I thought it was weird that it, the, the power went out at your house like five minutes before we went live. And then almost exactly when we end the topics, it's out again. Yeah. That was Well, that weird. was good. I mean. I guess. I, it could have been worse. Okay. Uh, pineapple. I left off at. I can't. I've tried to pronounce this one before. Pineapple. Pineapple. Plata, pineapple. Platypotamus. Pineapple. Thank you. That's what it is. Mm, yeah. Uh, let me reload. Sorry. Uh, do you both agree with me that being deceptive and lying to ourselves are the same thing as trying to play God? And it doesn't really work because we aren't God. Feel free to think of God as whatever. Being deceptive and lying. Uh, is that the same as playing? I guess I would need a definition of playing God. I guess I'm not sure I, I fully understand, to be honest. I don't know that I can give that one the fairest shake. Why is being deceptive or lying to yourself playing God? It might be um, it might be unwise and it might be morally wrong, but what's the God playing element? Because God is truth. Okay. Um, I would need a little I don't know. More, I mean. I need a little more info, which I know Super Chat doesn't lend itself to. But if you can explain it in email or uh, by a call-in show question, happy to discuss it. Uh, bad... Dragonoff, did you already read this one? No, that's the next one. Howdy, Blonde. Don't know if you see my email yet, but I joined the Matt and Blonde Telegram chat and was already banned by an admin with no warning. I don't know anything about that. I probably have the power to unban you, but I don't understand technology. My guess would be some kind of misunderstanding, too, because I know the guys who are running it and they're uh, not 
they're not ban happy. They're not looking to, I don't know. You can, you can send me an email and we can try to figure it out. But I, I doubt that it was, you know, some, I don't like your opinion, go away type thing. Tickle me, jiggle me. You guys are abusive to us with your names. Matt and Blonde, do either of you have religious differences with people you've dated and or your spouses? What advice can you give on how to resolve them and how big of a deal hmm. is it when married? Um, I'm a, I'm gone back to Catholicism after I got married and I married somebody that's secular. And um, you should probably marry somebody that has the same religious philosophy that yeah, you do. Or at least the trajectory. Of course, I'm more secular than my wife, but I, I'm... I'm interested in these topics. So mm. I, I I think it's most crucial that your values align, obviously, your goals and your vision of the future align. But oftentimes that really intersects with faith. So if you have wide divergence, like my future, my vision of the future doesn't look anything like your vision of the future, that's pretty much a non-starter. And if and if if you're dating a person or you are a person of sincere and deep faith, the odds that your vision of the future has nothing to do with that faith are very, very low. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's no reason that one of you can't convert to the other's faith either. I think the reason that it works for us is that I, I'm pretty open to these questions. Um, it's not a non-starter for me. I'm, I'm very curious about it. And, and so if it, if it was a non-starter, like if I was a militant atheist or something, I don't, I don't think it would work with us, but I also don't think that my goals in life would necessarily be the same if I was. So I don't know. It long that's a long way to get to the uh to the actual answer which is you should you should have that discussion early in the same yeah. w- same way you have the what does your vision of the future look like discussion have the faith discussion early too yep uh joshua worley have either of you heard about the atf um arresting the auto key card guy he sold an image etched onto a metal card that they said was a machine gun yeah i don't no, know that much about, about this but it is, so long story short you can you can make your standard AR-15 into functionally an automatic weapon with some small... You can do it with a coat hanger if you want. Not that anyone would ever do that. ATF, that's a legal manufacturer of a machine gun. You shouldn't do it. Not that I've seen people at the range do it. And I, I definitely reported them to the ATF when I did, obviously. You can do these things. Uh, so this guy had like a, a... It literally was like... It's... It, it, it's etched into a metal plate such that you can make the metal into the shape necessary to turn your gun into a machine gun, as far as I understand. And he was okay. busted for basically being a machine gun manufacturer. Mm. Now, the harshest case against him is he was like manufacturing machine gun parts. You could try to make that case. The most gentle case against him is he, or the defense of him is he literally did a drawing, which he kind of did. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's, this is the shape of a thing. Now, the the reason it's not purely a drawing is just because it's on the material that you need to use to do the manufacturing. It's not a drawing on a piece of paper that says cut this in this way. It's literally on the material itself that you would put into the gun to make it function the way that you want to. Hmm. So interesting. Tom Batraw says, hmm, the COVID story breaks a week after the military gets extremist training and restrictions start lifting. If I was to put on extra tinfoil... I'd say they're intentionally breaking the news slowly. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Extra tinfoil is always warranted in a year like this one. It is. Son of the Wolf says, Viva la Killdozer. <laughs> Arafas, Arafas, um, 
The most infuriating thing there is that no one was helping the man on the ground guardsman out there and no one offering first aid bystander effect to the max. Yeah, you can watch the full clip and. But dude was dead. Like he's not moving. He's face down, not moving. Didn't his face get crushed? It's hard to tell. I didn't see a lot of gore in the video. So if you're curious, at least from what I saw, the main video that I played, there's not gore in it. You can see the guy clearly, but I didn't see like, you know, blood splatter parts of bodies around anything like that. Yeah. So if you do watch. They also had to detain the girls. They were trying to escape. Well, they were looking for their phone. You know, they're not going to leave without their phone. Ugh, dirt road man just wanted to say congrats on the baby news to matt and say thanks to you guys because of your show and listener meetups i met my awesome girlfriend yes well there are more wow this, this is excellent news well thank so you chalk another you. relationship credit up to the show. you know we're up to like probably 10 that's quite a lot uh yeah. my god this is really cool uh congratulations so cool. thanks for supporting the show and all the best to you guys and when you get engaged in a little bit of time give us an update and don't circumcise your baby. <laughs> most uh, importantly. Most importantly. Thar says, new CNN headline for Breonna Taylor, drug raid in Louisville, Kentucky, leads to an accidental death of EMT. I like it. The, uh, that actually would be more accurate. Yeah. Not that I think that everything that happened there is awesome or perfect, but the circumstances that killed Breonna Taylor were not purely thrust upon her. She was a participant in many different ways in, yeah. in the way that she died. She was indeed. Semper Ad Meliora. If cakes are supposed to represent our intersex and gender, do they also represent our racial and political makeup? In other words, should we call Hostess Cupcakes Uncle Tom's? Because they're black people or because they're a black dessert with white decoration, with basically. White decoration, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. I like it. Shanique was stunning and brave. These this accident of navigation is the worst scene <laughs> the worst scene since 9-11. He was better off. Oh, my God. I, I'm just going to read this. Can I read this? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Is that a car? Or uh, what, what's a... Yeah, is it Tuk Tuk a racial slur for no, Pakistani? No, no, no. It's, it's like a vehicle of some kind. Isn't oh, okay. It? He was better off in Pakistan. A Tuk Tuk's top speed is only 30 kilometers an hour. You got to admire his commitment to door-to-door delivery. <laughs> God, dude. Wow. A tuk-tuk is also a character in Disney's 2021 animated feature film, Raya and the Last Dragon. They're like armadillo creatures. Oh, it's one of those Indian, uh, it's like a rickshaw, isn't it? I don't know. I have no idea what it is, but it's not a slur, I don't think. Okay, good. Uh, I was just thinking like, because he talks like, tuk 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 No? 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 Nobody? <laughs> I don't know. liberative says cnn is arguing against colorado cake baker making a personal choice to serve some clientele while simultaneously demanding the colorado gun stores make a personal choice to deny service to some clientele yeah ain't that the truth jay stewart says blonde my father's family of german descent have had generations of males losing hair in their late teens and early 20s sadly I'm not immune. It's a very sad fact of life. You know, bald men do have higher testosterone levels. Well, anything above try guys levels, I think is is solid. Yep. Should be good. Um, it'd be fine. If my husband went bald, I genuinely would not care. I don't care at all. As long as you can grow a beard. Um, tuk tuk. <laughs> but if you're tuk short tuk. and beardless, you get the hell out of here. You hear you it? Get out you of this that? country. You go back to Pakistan. <laughs> Yeah. Or whatever. Wait, 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 that's an opportunity for, for me to play my favorite new one. Get out from America. 
Get out from America. Okay. America. Right. Okay. Eric Nervik says, regarding 21-year-old Syrian, wasn't there a controversy in 2015 where a Swedish dentist was fired for saying child refugees he examined all had wisdom teeth? Uh, I believe that. Sounds about right. Yeah. I know there were there was a lot of that in Europe in particular. These uh, highly suspicious teen Syrian refugees. Hmm. Erica Kostalecki says, have you guys seen or spoke about the TikTok Karen our exorcist doxing people for making a joke about forging Ronavax cards. What a bitch. No, I've, I am. I haven't even heard about this. Story. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. Oh, do you know why I thought that? Because Durka Durka. Oh, that, <laughs> that's a throwback. I barely that is remember a throwback. that. One. That's the uh, team America reference, right? Is it? Durka Durka. That's why. Yeah. Tuk Tuk. Durka Durka. Yeah, yeah, you guys can see enough. how this happened to me. Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck. Matt and I once made love. He wanted me to spank him, but I started verbally berating him. He said he didn't like the emotional abuse. <laughs> so I was like, are you hearing yourself? And he got angry and left. That the gayest thing I read all night. There, there was a, there was there, the, the spanking conversation got a little, a little uh, heated is the wrong word. A little tense on Wednesday. I'm, I, I'm sure this, the, uh, the spanking conversation will resume on this week's call-in show. Okay. Esoteric Child discipline, unbound. not... Uh, you know. Discipline. Yeah. How did Wednesday go? I didn't listen to the show. Uh, it was fun. I think it's... Uh, it's fun to do with my wife. The, the thing that's difficult is that I get a version of her that's very reserved and hesitant because I don't think... She doesn't want to step on my toes or the toes of our show. So she participates in a very polite a version of herself i would say which is still fun we had we had good fun but uh good. yeah and the audience the audience was great it was fun to talk to people about um Lots yeah, marriage and, and yeah uh, child raising philosophy and all that kind of stuff so it was still good. fun it's just you know it, it's it's interesting for me as someone who knows her very personally to you put someone in a different environment and you see kind of a different version of their personality come out, which is not a bad thing. I wouldn't, exp- it's not difficult to just sit on someone else's show and be like, Hey, here I am. Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think the temptation is, well, it's better to say too little than to say too much and not shut the hell up. Nah, say too much. Yeah. Say too much. Ping. Um, Esoteric Unbound. Two years ago, two black teenage brothers beat a man to death at a fair outside of DC. They were sentenced to probation and anger management training. For some reason, they're not seen as having any moral agency. I wonder why. Yeah, you remember that story? They punched a guy at the fair. I remember doing I a video. I don't remember this. They straight punched an old man at the fair. The purported justification is that the old man used the N-word, though that was never oh, demonstrated. Yeah. And I they outright that. killed him. Like, they punched Yikes. him in the face and he died. Mac Grendel says, thanks again, Beauty and the Beta. I just got a computer, so I'll have to see the replay. Congratulations. Congrats on the computer. Thanks for tuning in. My Grendel. That's like a real name. Why do I always do that to him? What? I always call him My Grendel. His name is Mac Grendel. Yeah. You know, a Grendel is a man's taint, right? No, I've never heard that term. A man's undercarriage, like including his dirty balls? Never heard that. News to me. Well, I'm sorry that I called you my dirty balls, Mac Grendel. Yeah. I'm sorry. Freddy Sauce. Just saw the phone video of the DC carjacking. Of course, two lovely African-American ladies. That poor old man. Obviously, they needed the car more than he did to get to school or something right. Reparations will fix it. White supremacy is at the root of this. That is, you can can bet on that. (laughs) Somehow, some way. 
metal man. Tremors and Tremors Aftershock are fucking classics, Matt. Watch them three and uh, get campy like sci-fi channel original. So take them with a grain of salt. Bert Gummer 2024. Yes. Watch Tremors. I gotta, I want to shake you. I just want to. I thought we were going to formalize this where we we're going to create a list and I would commit to one a week. Yeah. All right. Make this the week. List. Make the list. This week. Tremors. And well, then no, you got to make the list. Give me a, make a doc for me and uh, I'll make the list. Okay, fine. You, I'll, I'll, I'll check them that. off. I'll check them off. Okay. As long as there's a Google doc, we'll do this. Yeah, we could do it in the notes for the show, like the very end. Okay. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. I hate grape says Philip DeFranco also, also misrepresented that police chief and made it seem like he was justifying the Atlanta shooter shooter. I can't believe I used to think he was a logical and moderate. Yeah, I've been saying for years. You know what? I want to tell the audience. I was right about Ben Shapiro, Philip DeFranco and Meghan Markle. Do you guys trust me? Yet? Do you trust me? I've been wrong about a lot of stuff, but those three things. <laughs> Megan right. Markle, you were way ahead of your time. I know. Yeah. Uh, Philly, Philly D, um, I've never watched a whole bunch. The, the, when I decided I was off that train, though, for sure, was when he threw the Covington kids under the bus. Oh, man, what a bunch of racists. I, I know we all make mistakes, so I, I try not to be too harsh because we make mistakes on this show. Everybody, uh, everybody can kind of rush to say things in the aftermath of an event. But there have been a couple times where it's like, yeah, I mean, you you just you just bought the narrative and accepted the facts as granted, but the facts weren't granted. And I guess what bothered me about that particular instance was it was used in that kind of moralizing virtue signaling way to look at look at how racist these Covington kids are. Oh, what pieces of trash. Uh, I don't know what he said about about the uh, the police off the police press conference in Atlanta. So I can't I can't opine on that. But fucking Philly D. <laughs> I don't have the ruckus song. I know. I was and just thinking about. I was thinking about it the other day when song. I was walking down the street. Yeah, it's like a D Philly D. <laughs> it's a good Long one. John Matt and I once made love. He said no at first, but then I threatened to stop watching the show, and he came running straight to my place. That's how Matt Matt That's do. That's true. Yeah. yeah, he responds really well to light suggestions that accompany a giant donation. <laughs> That dude gave us like a hundred bucks and you're like, let me tell you a thing or two. The guy who told me what to think. Did he give us? That was a hundred dollar donation. Which one? Way back when? Today. Oh, well, he gets a Bernie sounder. I am not going to be niggardly. But if you're, but yeah, if you're telling me that I have to adopt certain opinions or viewpoints, uh, no. (laughs) I I know. He will send that money back. I really will. If you want a refund, I absolutely will. Yeah. Um, Michael Patrick leftists deal with nothing but dominance and they revel in their calculated deceit. As long as we keep chasing the goalposts, they shift. They'll continue to dominate our culture. That was eloquent and bitingly true. That's Mm. yeah. Well phrased. Ethan Johnson. At what point do we say enough is enough and commence 1776? When do I get to have fun with my leftist neighbors? I wouldn't even be, it wouldn't even be a moral ill to be on the left is to be evil. You guys are right on today. Um, I mean, no, don't get your quill and ink and let's write out a declaration. Let's do it the right way. Like we talked about. Yes. I, I do think there's a moral obligation for organization and stated of grief statement of grievances and intent. I do. I do think that is if 70, if 1776 is going to rise again, seriously speaking, handle it like 1776, make a declaration, get organized in theory, Susan, not in actuality, obviously 
oh, something else we were wrong about. And I what? really wanted to clear the record on this. Huh. You know those nudes of Abigail Shapiro? I, I think they're legit. <laughs> they are not real. I dug into them this I think weekend. Legit. It's not her. It's another chick who's a porn star. It's not her. Well, they, the spirit of the size of those boobs is accurate, is it not? Come on. I'd be so mad <laughs> no, if there I was know. some other chick going around being like, uh, they look a lot alike, but I did a side-by-side -side face comparison and then they're both just like accostingly Jewish. That's really the only <laughs> to characteristic. Be, to be fair, when was the last time we referenced that though? It's been a good long time. I told everybody to go look at them because they're Abigail Shapiro. They're not. As far as I know, she has no nudes online. That's how I found them is because you told me to go look at them. <laughs> I told everybody to go look at them. I showed them to like my brother and my mom. I'm like, you gotta look how skinny this chick is and how big her boobs are. And they were like, whoa, that's really crazy. But it's not her. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, there you go. Thank you for uh, the moment of uh, honesty and correction of. Uh, yes, um, of that is the falsehood. only thing that I have ever been wrong about. Okay. That's what that makes one ever. That's one. Yeah. Sean Anderson says, so Joe is religious, but Hunter obviously doesn't follow the Bible. Leviticus 18, 16, 18 about lying with your brother's wife. Does it say anything um, about I'll have to just circle back with you. Wait, what was that? I'm just joking. I'm not. I didn't even hear it. I had Jen Psaki cutting you off. What um, about lying with your brother's wife? Oh, your dead brother's wife, though. Is that what you're yeah, saying? It's a, it's a really messed up situation, but. I can see how if they bonded over the oh, grief of losing, I can see how it could happen. I'm not justifying no, it. It's, it, a, it's a messed up situation and he'd be rolling in his grave and it's totally immoral, yeah. but it's not the same thing as having an affair with your brother's wife. Oh, I agree. It's not the same thing, but it's super weird. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. And okay. your dead brother, if there is an afterlife, he's sitting there going, guys, come, come on, on, man. What the? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Not cool. Uh, yeah. And it was pretty soon after he died, I think, too. Yeah. Do, he, but it uh, is still, it's not the same thing as an affair. It's not. No, it's not an affair. It's just super oh, weird. Oh, he was having an affair, though, wasn't he? Uh, Hunter or Bo? Hunter. I, I don't know. Hunter was previously sure. married, I think. Was he married while he was doing this? I don't know. That might be a component of it. I have no idea, though. Oh, God. The Biden family. What a disaster. Oh, my God. Um, Meadily says, hi, gang. I thought I remember Blonde saying Coinbase jacked all her shite, which crypto brokers do you recommend for far right fashion, such as myself to purchase trade birch gold gang? Oh, it's flickering. It's still good for now. What, what's your preferred crypto uh, service? Coinbase did not jack my shite. They just uh, banned me for no reason. I don't for no reason. I don't know why they banned me for sure. <laughs> The, although to be fair, the, the suspicion is ideological reasons that Coinbase banned you. Yeah, yeah. But, unless you committed a criminal act, but I, you, you didn't commit a crime. Okay, so what crypto, what crypto service do you use now? Um, Gemini's good. I've heard. Okay. Um, yeah, use Gemini. Uh, Semper Admilio. Well, are you out entirely? You just don't do crypto. Uh, nobody needs to know that. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. I've stopped talking about my assets. Gotcha. Semper Admeli or FYI, I'll be selling Jim Eagle t-shirts ASAP. If there are any graphic designers out there who want to do something near and dear to their hearts, then I'll be anyway. I want to have like a series of super dated political t-shirts, like one with Pepe on it. And then I can wear it in 10 years and people will be like. Pepe what? still lives. That meme has not died yet. 
that meme is so dead. No, it's deader than Bo Biden. Just dead, dead, dead. <laughs> I would like a Jim Eagle lower if they were still widely available. <laughs> innovations hey i really enjoy your commentary and approach the chemistry between the two of you is unique oh thank you Appreciate thank it. you well we've been at it for a long time so yeah we know each other well um some of those early shows we didn't we didn't know what we were doing did we uh and we were still trying to dance around susan and potentially offending each other which is not really a thing you know it's yeah, just like any other relationship when you don't really know how the other person will react. You're much more reserved in what you might say. Well, yeah, we were so polite in those first few episodes. Yeah. Um, Brad Smith, Matt, can you comment on the Minnesota Supreme Court decision this week on mentally incapacitated rape victims? I can't because I don't know anything about it. Huh. Uh, I don't know the case, but I send me an email if you got it and I'll check it out. Thank you. Michael Canoni. No note. Um, should we, what time do we get on? We're almost at two and a half hours. We're about three minutes shy, so I can carry okay. on. I, given how weird tonight is, I might just finish it out. Um, but if you got to go, oh, I think we can, I think we can finish it out. Um, Jacko says the government shoveling money to failing companies and those companies enforcing government mandates in return is the practical definition of fascism. And no one seems to be questioning yeah. it. Some are even cheering it on. I, I'm, yeah. I'm sympathetic with a, a business's right to, uphold the policies it wants to, but you also have to suffer the market consequences of those decisions. And yet yeah. we are creating a system where they they're immune to those market consequences. Yep. Uh, knuckle hunky buck. You sent one with no note. Uh, if you want that money back, just let us know. He also said his wife spray painted it because he wouldn't take out the garbage. That's how he knew that it was supposed to be a Confederate flag. She told him, <laughs> Um, Michael Patrick, the government is outsourcing their tyranny to private business to maintain plausible deniability. Yeah. What good is the Constitution if it's so easily ignored by those who swear to defend it? That's very true. Well, yeah, I got to reload. That's the question we were talking about. I, the, the only response I would have is what good is anything if people ignore their loyalty and oath to it? There's nothing that that can withstand that, which is unfortunate. But and we talk solutions. The solution is disloyalty or oath breaking has to carry consequences. It yep. really doesn't anymore. Techie Zach says keeping up to date on SpaceX starship development. I find it to be a nice break from all this BS in the media and something to get excited about. They're doing more for the future than our government. I assume is what you meant to say. Um, yeah, I really like Elon Musk, even though he's not quite there on a lot of things, hmm. but I'm, I'm hopeful about it. I'm, I'm hopeful. None of business. The auto key card guy sponsored a few videos where people called it by the controlled part name and suggested people order one with money orders and using someone else's address to stay okay. anonymous. Ooh. So it is a little more complicated. <laughs> a little sketchy. Yeah, that's yeah. a, that's a dumb move. Um, Michael Canoni. No, no. Thank you, sir. Alayda says on the faith and marriage question, is there a gender difference here? If the religiosity isn't identical, is it better for the woman? If the woman is more religious, or the man, probably hmm. the woman. Well, as it, I think in most relationships, uh, men are going to be the tie-breaking decision maker. Right. So if you, is there a gender difference here? Well, I would think that if there's disagreement, you could probably count on it going the trajectory of the man. But if the two trajectories are opposite, if they're not at least somewhat yeah. aligned, at least 
in curiosity or general philosophy, there's not really a hope. Like, and even if the man's making the decision, if his decision is the reverse direction of where you would be inclined to go as a woman, it's just not right. going to work. Yeah, that's true. Um, we're good over here, actually. Okay. Uh, let me refresh Tippy Stream, and we'll check in with Trovo and D-Live, and we'll call it a night. Oh, crap. I, I didn't know where I left off um, when you took off, but I think I have where I left off on Tippy Stream. Yeah, here we go. Um, the Redneck Ram says, Matt and I once made love, and instead of admitting he is carrying our child... He decided he wanted a quote unquote normal family and moved the child into his wife. I feel so betrayed. Also screw Uber and their leftist anti-gun policy. That's a, that was, (laughs) that one's complicated, but I got you. I'm sorry for what I've done. And uh, yeah, I, I, it it sucks to know that Uber is so anti self-defense, but then again, I'm not inclined to use Uber for a bunch of reasons anyway. Uh, let's see. Metal man says if banning guns will make communities safer, then I suggest we start with historically marginalized ones, Jews, blacks, Indians, whites can keep guns until they learn the negative impact it has on their community. Yeah. You know, I, I guess we should all agree on that. Yeah. Let the white people keep their guns. Cause it'll obviously, <laughs> uh, it'll obviously put them in a bad spot that will correct yeah. for all of history's injustices. Thanks for supporting the show. Much appreciated. We love Mark you. Duquesne. You're very special. Appreciate it. Uh, Canadian Egg says, I've not worn a mask during this whole thing. Despite uh, the bylaw in my city, I just use a medical exemption since you don't need any proof. Also, Blair White is manlier than most millennial men. Yeah, probably cool. true. I, I, ha- I, did, I did pull that card at Home Depot once before. The, the lady at Home Depot tried to uh, make me wear a mask. One time... Uh, she said, we have masks here. If you'd like one, I said, no, thanks. And I just kept no, walking. Thanks. And then another time, uh, she, uh, said the same thing to me, but I, I said, you know, medical exemption and I was not, I was not questioned. Did that work? Wow. Mm-hmm. I just That's kept, kind of well, and I found this even, um, I was up at big sky snowboarding last week and they're policing you and the lift line mm-hmm. and I, it was cold out and it was snowing. So I, you know, I have a, a face mask just cause it's cold, but it was right. like kind of half off my mouth. He's like, oh, pull it up over your nose. And I just looked at him and went right on by. Oh, what are they going to do? Are you going to tackle me? Are you going to like, they're not going to get physically forceful with you. So I've found that to be helpful too. Just act like you don't hear them and keep going. Just keep walking. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Mark Duquesne. Uh, uh, thanks for supporting, man. Appreciate it. All right. I think we're pretty much all set. Um, cool. Yeah, we're good on D Live, Trovo, uh, Chubby Stubby, uh, Cast a Spell, and uh, ooh, a Mana Bomb, whatever that is. And uh, Chubby Stubby also says, I invest in Chuck E. Cheese tokens by my 18 year old's because, okay, sorry, I invest in Chuck E. <laughs> Cheese tokens because my 18 year old special needs son, who is essentially only five years old, loves the damn place. It's, it's Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese has to be like all but out of business after the last year. I don't know. Uh, every time we talk about Chuck E. Cheese, Chuck e. Cheese with my husband, he, t- he tells me this story. Uh, you know, Chuck E. Cheese has like a really sad backstory. He's, he's obsessed with having birthday parties for children because he was an orphan and he never had any. Oh, my God. On his own. I was like, why would they even bother giving him that sad backstory? That's rough. Uh, I know. Okay. 
Well, we will call it a night. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us tonight, guys. It was... Uh, we made it. It happened. It always has its complications, but one way or another, it always still happens, too. So thanks for helping helping us to make it happen and um, making the jokes in the chat and keeping us in touch with the facts and all of that. It's very much appreciated. And, of course, thanks for making this a fun community and a, a great community for everybody in it. We got marriages. We got kids. We got... Uh, engagements we got dates we got all that stuff we got new friends it's very cool to see so we appreciate that if you'd like more of the show there's more on the audio platforms we got the call-in show replays we have interviews you might not find uh, elsewhere all sorts of stuff it's linked in the description and on the website and I have a bunch of interviews coming up this week I'm interviewing Steve Franson Laura Towler and the Jolly Heretic. And then tomorrow I'm going to be on Honey Badger Radio. There you go. Blonde's channel if you want to listen more, and I'll post them on the audio as well. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for being with us. Bye.